Tyler, when did you uh, when did you realize that you were born to fly? Oh man, I don't know. It's just it was one of the things. Grew up in uh, Air Force family and always looking up, you know, <laughs> always looking up. Always had a fascination with airplanes and you know, life just like those are curveballs and I got straight away from it. So yeah. What uh, what branch were you uh, uh, were you in whenever you were uh, were enlisted? Marines. In the Marines. Do they have any aviation programs like they in do, the Marines? They, they do. They have both fixed and rotary, but I got talked into enlisting from my best friend at the time to join him and then like a, in a buddy program. Yeah, yeah. And then I enlisted and then I go to him like, hey man, I just signed my paperwork. You know, I'm leaving at like this time. He's like, when are you, when are you leaving? They're going to the same time, right? He's like, oh, I'm going to college now. Fuck that. And I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Like, bro, I'm shipping out. He's like, okay, have fun, man. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, all right. It was Ray. No shit. Good old Ray, yeah. A fucking lanky bastard. I think yeah. the dude was like six foot twelve by the time he was thirteen or something. Then check this. Does a semester of college, then joins the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. I ran into him a few years ago. I, he he was in law enforcement. I don't know if he still is or not. Yeah, he's like a uh, federal now. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! It's crazy. To see, uh, that, that's one thing that I can't say about. I was thinking about this yesterday. Like um, the military, if you um, depend on what your job is, and I guess your mental stability. Um, but like, you can truly use it as a launching pad for just about anything. Oh yeah, anything. Any, anybody sees like military on their like resume. They're almost an instant hire. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, people see it as like, a, okay, this is going to show up to work. He's not going to bitch too much. And he's going to do what I asked him to do. Yeah. There's a... I think my brother and I were on my dad's side. I think like the only generation to not like have, like join up at all. And I don't think any of uh, our cousins did either. Like, like everybody else on my dad's side like... It's been like, like veterans and whatnot. It's been like a family thing for me. Like I joined, and then my older brother joined after that. But and then my little brother's talking about joining now too. My dad was in. Grandfather was in. It's just one of those things. You should go ahead and like uh, offer up a deal to have like X amount of your kids in, like <laughs> like before they're born. You know, you can get some like really extra perks. They... You, can, you can have this son, but I'm keeping this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're at. They go, like, directly into officer school, like, uh, right after basic training or something. Well, I mean, Israel's got it right. They do, like, mandatory service. Yeah, two years for every citizen. Yeah. So, we, you got to think, if somebody invaded Israel, everybody's got the training. Yeah. So, it's like, good luck. At the same time, though, like, in principle, like, pretty fascistic. Like, right? Yeah. if you live in the country, <laughs> you have to join the military for at least two years. Doesn't matter what you want to do. Right. They're basically saying, like, I'm taking two years of your life, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And you're right. That's maybe an overstep. But at the same time, that's like a country looking out for itself. Because they are surrounded by enemies mm-hmm. everywhere. So it's like, and they're always under threat. So they got to be smart about it, you know? Oh, no, no. Like, as a chess move, it's fucking brilliant. No, exactly. Yeah. I just know, I one, I would not want to uh, grow up uh, anywhere around the, uh, uh, and even though that's more the Mediterranean side of it, but the Arabian Peninsula. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, fuck, man. If you if you are in that situation, like where you've got a small populace, but like a lot of power and a lot of fucking money and a lot of military might just train the entire population. And not, to, only, not only that, it's like your biggest ally is the world superpower. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, fuck me. I got my big brother over here. Like, see what happens. Have you seen there was um, someone I follow uh, in the you know the conspiracy uh, world? There's some really Facebook does a pretty good job of censoring whatever content they don't want you to see and marketing to you what they think that you'll be interested in. Yeah. But uh, Instagram, their algorithms, I guess maybe because there's so much text that's removed other than the hashtags, but. Um, as far as like conspiracy pages and whatnot that are just folks that are um, taking uh, documents that like say like for instance the CDC puts out mm -hmm. that mainstream news is not they may like it may be in the ticker at the bottom so they reported on it and sure it's on their website but they're not pushing it to being like these algorithms and See, whatnot. I was told at one time and I still believe it to this day like if you watch the news the realest news you can find is that bottom black line that just scrolls. Yeah. Because it's all facts. There's no opinion. There's no conjecture. It's just all facts. It just keeps on going by. Yeah. And that's all it is. Like one sentence, like that's true. That's all facts. And then next one. Yeah. It also allows them to be able, in case anybody says that they are not reporting the news accurately, they can be like, well, what are you talking about? It See, right here. Look, watch. Just watch. Don't pay attention to Tucker Carlson talking. Just watch. See the give, words at the bottom? two minutes. We'll come back. There it goes. <laughs> and yeah, see, we're, gonna, we're broadcasting it. Look, it's being broadcast every 10 minutes. They did that. It was like um, uh, when the uh, Pulse Massacre happened, the uh, the WikiLeaks documents. Like to in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five years ago. Like, that's like uh, same 24-hour like news cycle. It was like the WikiLeaks and all the Podesta emails and all that. And then the Pulse Massacre. You know, the crazy. Las Vegas Massacre happened around uh, trials that were going on in the uh, Benghazi uh, incident. Like, like the same day. So the news cycle, again, like what we're talking about, they would report it on the ticker at the bottom. But it's just like what's going on lately, too. It's like, uh, it's not reported on the news, but I don't even know what happened. I haven't looked into it. So it's my fault, my own, but Hillary's trial. Yeah, well, she's got a, uh, she was ordered that she had to show up for court on September 9th. And then... Somebody, another judge ruled that she didn't have to actually physically be there for a deposition. Like, there, there's some, like, while all this hysteria sort of, you know, going on, like, um, uh, the, fuck the name, Kenosha, like, yeah, most recently that's going on. Oh, like, that's, there's a topic right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we could definitely unpack that. But, um, yeah, but, like, this, uh, this other stuff is going on. There is... Another thing, Hillary put out some video saying that if um, if uh, 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 Joe Biden does not need to uh, concede the election to Donald Trump under any circumstances, and what what I find kind of, cheated, yeah, what kind of frightens me about this is that if they try to call some stalemate that like oh we haven't we haven't finished calculating the uh, the votes yet. Or they, or, and this is from either side, right? Uh, the Republicans or the Democrats. It's just the Democrats are the ones having me talking about it. Then it would put Pelosi in charge of the country come uh, inauguration day if there's no uh, decided victor. 
So they're trying to push to not know the results of election day on election day. Like there, there's some preposterous stuff going on. And then again, like saying that like Biden shouldn't concede the results. Well, what's going to happen? It would put Pelosi, Speaker of the House, in charge of the country uh, come inauguration day. See, I've never been like a big uh, conspiracy theorist or anything like that. Like I definitely feel like there's other stuff going on that the public doesn't know about. I, I actually know that for a fact because like the government's not going to tell you everything, right? Yeah, and they're going to have even like controlled opposition to make you think that like like okay, talk about the government doing bad stuff to influence the people to think what's going on. You miss it's a misdirection. It's smoke show. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all magic. Mhm. And I I can't stand that honestly. It's like the founding fathers would like really hate this country if they saw it right now. Like, for numerous is, reasons. This is not what I enti- <laughs> this is not what I meant for this place to be. And they they'd hate it. It's but ca- it's it's funny because it was written down that like like second amendment Mm-hmm. You should have weapons to, in case you have a tyrannical government, you can stand up to that. Yeah. So why can't I have a machine gun? They exist. Because if the government can have it, why can't I? Right. Because if it's tyrannical, then how am I going to defend myself against the government if I just have a pistol or a rifle? Well, not only that, but like like tyranny, as we're clearly seeing, is not just limited to government authoritarians. You now have mobs that are running cities because the police force is either unable to do something, right? Or they have just no morale because nobody's listening to them. So, like, the the towns are just running amok. So now, like, tyranny is... is, uh, Like, I agree with you, but, like, like now, like, if if my crazy asshole, like, uh, uh, neighbor in my community that's organizing some sort of mob militia has a sort of firepower like that's a lot I have a lot more uh, closely related uh, uh, geographically and even like knowing them personally they're a lot closer to me in proximity than the government is right so like I want to be able to defend myself from people that uh, think that lawlessness is the time like it's like the time for that now? Yeah, and big fuck that like, uh uh-uh, uh man, like I, I'm I'm not about this, yeah, authoritarianism under the this this guise of like oh it's peaceful anarchy. There's, no, that's you, not. You have your own basic human rights, and one of them is I should not feel threatened by anybody else in this country. So like if they are gonna threaten me and become an aggressor, it's all it's all dynamic of, even with the law, it's all the dynamic of aggressor and aggressee, mm-hmm. and that can change within seconds. Just okay, so we're gonna pack it now. How about the Kenosha incident, right? Uh, with the Kyle Rittenbaum. Yeah. Incident? So this guy was, okay. So all right. So I'll put a disclaimer out first. Um, anything I say, it's it's all just based off what I've seen, what I've read into. So I don't know all the facts. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge. Not a cop. So it's just all what I've seen myself. I was never there. And a lot of people weren't there. But they had their opinion. So when it comes to that, what I've seen, this dude, maybe, you know, 17 open carry. Not sure if that's legal or not. It's whatever. But no matter the age, if you have somebody aggressing you and you're running away and they're chasing you, 
they're the aggressor. You're, you know, fleeing that situation. You have the right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. He didn't even do like Florida's laws, like stand your ground. He was running. Yeah. And people were chasing him. Yeah. He fell over, turned around, they started hitting him, he shot him. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly, uh, mostly agree with you, but I think to give proper context, uh, so some packet, something, right? right? So this guy, this guy Kyle, one, I, I don't think it's a wise idea to go out right now, and uh, if I were a teenager, I would be trying to get my dick wet and not trying to bring an assault rifle. Which I, I again, I, I am for the Second Amendment wholeheartedly. God bless Kyle's family for teaching him some trigger discipline. But notwithstanding, it's not a smart idea. Like, it's it's looking for trouble. Now, is it, granted... Is it a smart idea to go out to a riots or, no, a protest slash riot? That was quotation marks, too. It's not a smart idea. With, with a weapon. From my uh, understanding, my point of view is it's not a smart idea for any of them to participate in that. That's apocalyptic uh, fetish being actualized in real time. Right? So, me personally, I think life is the bee's knees. I think it's great to be alive. It is. I absolutely love it. And I want to see this nation and myself and everybody around me flourish and prosper as much as possible. And you know what's not going to do that? Is me taking my fucking guns and my ammunition into town to protect someplace. And we haven't gotten to that stage yet. Aside from that, I do understand that there. He's seventeen. The owner, whoever they were, should have probably had some other adults out there. Because you see the crowd, the mob that amassed around him, and this this kid Kyle, uh, written written ball, written Bauger, written Burger, whatever, whatever, whatever they, Again, I'm not a lawyer, and my my opinions they'll they'll change whenever like I'm confronted with different evidence. Right, that's where I stand. Yeah, but from what I see, Kenosha, they're like, it was across state lines. It's a 20-minute drive from where he was at. Now, where I'm at, I'm about five miles north of the Florida border. So it's not it's not saying a lot. People saying, like, oh, he traveled across state lines. Like, I could throw a rock to Florida almost right now. I, I, I would, it would have to be a pretty good throw from me. <laughs> and I'm Drew, bad at... Drew Brees could throw a rock to Florida. <laughs> I'm telling you, put 50 on it right now. <laughs> Bring him in here, son of a bitch. Um, but, like, that, if I'm traveling someplace and I have to cross state lines, my Second Amendment is coming with me in the car. That's the way I view it. Um, so, but, he, he was also, there, like, if you look at some of the footage, this kid Kyle was there being a medic to folks on both sides like he had a a, a, he had a knapsack or he something had an interview before the whole incident some random dude just like had his phone out interviewed him he's like why are you here yeah he's like oh i'm here because the cops are over there they don't want to come in but i'm going to defend this business but at the same time i got this right here and if somebody needs help i want to help them yeah and you, and you see this i think there's even i now i could be mistaken because it is nighttime and at this point in the footage, it's after um, the the first uh, guy, the uh, short bald dude who is screaming, "Shoot me!" 
N-word. Yeah. Dude, I just saw in the video. I was like, dude, I'm going to hit you in the face already. Like, well, I don't even know you hey, be so. careful what you wish for because he was screaming that at them and he he wound up with a bullet in his head. You know what I mean? Uh, but this is at the end of uh, all the carnage and what looks like Kyle coming back to the guy who like lost his bicep or whatnot and kneeling next to him to check on him. I can't verify that again because it's nighttime and like if you watch towards the end of it, he this guy Kyle is walking towards the cops. If you listen, there's multiple shots that are fired, not from him initially. And then he turns around and again he fires and this same guy that was being an aggressor earlier is there and he gets shot. Now he if you look somebody on Twitter had made a um a map of like how far like it was almost a half a mile that like uh, he had ran Kyle had ran like on foot like to like get away before like uh, these uh, shots had been fired. See the thing I don't know that I'm curious about is what started the running. Why did he start running? Yeah, it, it's kind of like we we get we get two thirds of these these clips yeah. right and then maybe we get a, the missing third later on i mean i might be able to look it up and find something out but it's like there's from what i've read and seen in the videos there's nothing that states why he started running it's all just been he started running yeah and he was being chased well it's like did he have words with somebody did he did he aggress somebody it's like there's the missing information right there that i don't know so i can't Say what initially happened, but at the same time, what I was saying, dynamics change. As soon as you start running, mm-hmm. and you become not the aggressor anymore, law says like it should be done. Yeah, like law can take care of it from there from whatever you did initially. The the, the first victim, I, I, again, I, I I agree with you because don't know what the catalyst was to get from there. Yeah, what. Uh, what looked like initially was like he threw somebody said it was a Molotov cocktail. I don't think it was. I think it was like something. Oh, the bald headed guy, short guy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was. It looked like it was like something like a, like a brick in a bag or something. Yeah, like, I saw that too. But it didn't. I didn't. It did not look like a Molotov cocktail. But I didn't see, you, I didn't see flames. I'll tell you that. No, no. I didn't see an explosion either. No, no. Gla- glass would break and it would, you know. Yeah, be able the, to see that. the Walmart bag is not that sturdy, <laughs> where it's gonna contain like. Sorry, that's... Walmart. <laughs> Had to expose them somehow. Oh, man, no. they're they're in the bag. Uh, Get ready bag for the hate years. mail. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, the latter two victims, the one dude ran up and like I think uh, tried to kick him initially, then missed, and then swung his skateboard. And hit him in the head. Like, nah, man, fuck that. Like, boom, gone. Well, I mean, put yourself in the scenario. If you're going to... And the next guy runs up on him if you're gonna... and then feigns being defensive and he has something in his hand. And then moves in. Yeah. Now, people are saying that he had a phone in his hand and then switched it for his pistol after he got shot. But I can't tell... Uh, based on the video, what I can tell is that he did have a pistol. He had a fucking nine millimeter See, in his hand. In the still pictures, when he's holding his arm, yeah. there's a pistol in that hand. Yeah, and they cropped it out, 
and like pushed it. So it, it looks like you see him like holding like a cell phone or something. Like it's fucking like they do the same thing with um, like Epstein. Depending on who's broadcasting it, if it's CNN, they'll crop the Clintons out. If it's Fox News, they'll crop the Trumps out, and they'll show the the other one. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a mind it's a psyop mind game that like they're trying to play on people, and yet everybody online on Facebook they quote unquote know the truth <laughs> of like what happened, and anybody who disagrees with them is either. Like some uh, socialist idiot or some like racist bigot homophobe. You know what I mean? Like I tell you what, man. Social media has made people so lazy. Yes. <laughs> like so. Not not lazy in a sense of getting off the couch, but a lazy in a way of thinking because they see one thing, they truth right there. That's the truth because the words are pretty. It makes sense. That's the truth. So that's my opinion. I'm gonna run with that till I die. They don't even bother to like look in, look into things, like dig deep. Find the research and like say, okay, well, now I know that things are a little different. Well, not only that, but like, like I agree, it, it does make them like lazy on all forms because like even like human contact, like, like nobody like, like and I'm guilty of it. Like I don't keep up with like friends like I did like when I was like in high school. You know what I mean? When yeah. like you had to actually like. Yeah, you hit that ad on Facebook, and that's it. It's like, I see what they're doing. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, so now it's just like, um, I can see where people have become, because their lives have become so accustomed with social media, that if they, when they find something that clicks with them, it's, it's like a program, right? With these ideas where it's like, all right, well, clearly we believe in science, guys. We believe in truth and objective honesty, and we believe in what's best for the country. All right, we we believe in inclusion, inclusivity. We believe in in progress. All of these, like these, are just marketing schemes to get you to agree with them or buy their product. It doesn't mean they believe what's going on, but it's it's put the um. How can, you, how can I phrase it? It's put the illusion, right, of choose this team or this team. And we're not quite there yet, but I think I think inevitably in, we'll say anywhere from 100 to 100 years to six months from now, it's going to get like to that. And I think that it's like this, it's like this slow, um, like a long con, right, that like they've been playing for shit, man. How long has social media been going on? At least a decade now. A little, yeah, maybe like let's see, mid two thousands, maybe around there. So, like you, you would, you'd know they would have to be planning for how to like use this, like because it wasn't Facebook was even like publicly traded. I think until like ten years or so after it had been like established, right? Well, I remember in high school that like uh, Facebook was, it was like only for college kids or something like that, mm-hmm. and I forgot what it was like. Something you couldn't have Facebook unless you were in college or older, pretty much. And uh, yeah, that's when I was in high school, maybe so maybe a little younger. I had dropped out of college 
And then Facebook happened. I was like, I'm not going to get on Facebook. That would be in college. Fuck that. <laughs> I have MySpace. What? <laughs> I can, what, I, can like, make, I can make a music for my profile. What can you do with Facebook? Yeah, like, like MySpace is ever going to go anywhere. It's permanent. Come on, folks. Goddamn Tom, man. Made that money and ran away. He did, man. Wherever he's, you are, I'm happy for you. He sold uh, to Rupert Murdoch. You know, he's the guy that uh, owns Fox News Corp. Uh, not Fox News Corp, but I think Fox, comma, and News Corp. Uh, I know he owns Fox. At least uh, he, he's he's the guy who sold whatever Disney owns of Fox now. He's the guy that sold it to him. But he bought Facebook, or not Facebook, uh, MySpace rights from Tom for like $300 million or something like that. What could you do with $300 million? You can live a happy fucking life. With the question is, what could we do with $300 <laughs> million? Because, oh my gosh, man. I'll tell you what, if I had that kind of money, I'd buy my own island somewhere and live there for the rest of my life. Mm, you're pulling Epstein, huh? Yeah, uh, without the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have the honeypot operation, the the satanic temple, you know, where they're like sacrificing kids to Moloch or whatever. Whatever family friendly entertainment's going on, you know, there. Golly, fucking Epstein Island gives new meaning to the phrase family friendly entertainment. Good lord, help us. It's and that's what's sickening too, is like everything of that coming to light and then law enforcement seeing that they're yeah. like the only people that actually recognize that shit they're like you know what we're gonna step up our means to like find these kids and recently what it was like 30 some kids found in Georgia yeah like week. in the past week where have you seen that besides Facebook that's it that's the only place um, it's, it's been folks sharing like local news articles I saw but, one today like 25 found in Ohio yeah where have you seen that besides Facebook nowhere that's uh, oh shit going what uh, I was I think roundabout way talk uh, getting to earlier with like Instagram is like I've just found personalities through like being in a you know just into not to sound like a fucking hipster or anything like that but like not being in like like this mainstream like culture and like like again I think it's before we started rolling or whatnot but like I like I don't pay attention to like like uh, the sports or music or movies like what's what's going on currently. I've I've I don't I don't have kids so like I I don't, I don't have to worry about having a Disney Plus account because I'm not giving them my fucking money voluntarily Good from uh, like just what I've seen with them involved with Epstein and uh, ABC News like with them covering it up so I that's how I protest like uh, uh, a real American with my <laughs> fucking pocketbook my fucking money. Um, I ended up canceling uh, my Netflix account. I had said like I hadn't been using it anyways, and then I, whenever they had that uh, cuties uh, uh, promo, they had like a it's some French movie. They're like, oh, it's French and it's satirical. I don't give a shit. It's sexualizing kids. Has like uh, kids like twerking. This oh, was like eleven year old. Yeah, I saw that. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I give Netflix my money. Fuck that. So. It's like it's like a roundabout way of see. Like I said, I. Yeah, probably before like we started rolling everything. But I was like, I'm not deep into conspiracies or anything. But as much as you've seen like people trying to like uh, normalize pedophilia, yeah. and then all of a sudden this movie comes out. Yeah, it's like this is like Hollywood saying like, hey, it's everything. It's okay. You know, yeah. People do it. Don't Come on, guys, it. be tolerant. <laughs> yeah, it's like you I'm don't... human too. Come on, it's 
that, that's that's the problem with the moral police, right? Because they decide what's moral and, and immoral. We can't just have like something set like laws where it's like, hey, if you do this, this will happen. Right. You will go to jail. Like I believe it's like um programming in like a like a computer or something, right? You want to have things where it's like, no, if this happens, then this will happen. Yeah. Like not this fucking wishy-washy shit where like now, yeah, it's like if only life could be written in binary code, right? <sighs> <laughs> I had this I had this uh this a uh, joke I've been trying to pretty offensive it's not my most offensive one but trying to find a way to like not unpack it but sort of like you know uh refine it but it's a it involves a uh, crime scene right there's a murder victim body's just like cut up into pieces right, right? and forensic detective he walks up and he's like he's like oh jesus christ <laughs> Murph, get in here. Was it the 20s? <laughs> What's going on, boss? Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. So, who's the victim? Don't know. The head's gone. Any idea who it is? Maybe we should start with the gender? What's the matter with you, Murph? They're dead. We can't ask them what gender they are. If only they were alive. <laughs> then we could ask them. Then we could start narrowing down. Which of the 56 they are? Oh, Christ <laughs> almighty. Job never gets easy. <laughs> I, think, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of potential there. There is. There is. Like, I mean, it only took me 20 episodes on the podcast to uh, <laughs> find a way to bring it in. Like, like, it's a process. It really is. It really is. I've never done uh, stand-up comedy uh, I, I don't think I would be that good at it because I'm so long-winded at times. I don't have the nerves to do it, honestly. Like, as far as, like, the stage fright aspect of it? More just, like, I'm... Even this. I'm a very... I'd say... You know... Classic case introvert. I like to just... Hush and watch. Mm. And even, like, approaching women is, like, out of my comfort zone. To, like, go up and be like, hey... What's your name? How you doing? It's like, nah, that ain't me. My name's TC. <laughs> you may have seen me around the block. I'm... You might have heard me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> I, I had text, uh, I had text my friend, uh, Biscuit. I think I was like, uh, it was like the end of the first day. I was like, I was like, thirteen downloads in one day. <laughs> Welcome to Superstardom. I was actually listening to that the other day, and I was like, Biscuit, bro. I met Biscuit. I want to say I met Biscuit a couple times. Might have, might have. I mean, you don't forget somebody named Biscuit. It's you know? it's crazy. That's his Christian name. Oddest thing. <laughs> yeah. There was, I, I if she li- if she listens to this, whatever. I don't think she will. But I was talking to this girl, and she had a. Uh, she says she's like I checked out uh, some of your uh, podcasts. I listened to about. She's like I didn't listen to much to be honest with you, but I listened to, like ten minutes of the biscuit one, and I didn't I didn't hear you guys like talk about biscuits or anything. So I was kind of confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like oh that's uh it's the gentleman's uh name that he goes by. I was like some some folks use a mononym instead of using their name, so his 
it wasn't featuring biscuit like we're talking about bread. <laughs> I like my butter. <laughs> she she did well. She played off of it. She uh, she said something about like like in today's episode, is it mustard or butter? We're gonna get down to the bottom of it. We'll figure out what really butters somebody's biscuit, or if it's not buttered. <laughs> you know what? I just want to know who killed Kennedy. Well, clearly it was one one lone gunman with a crazy agenda, and he did it all. He did it all. It was all it was all Lee Harvey Oswald, and then Jack Ruby was so angry with him for this one lone gunman that Jack Ruby somehow s- uh, snuck in as they were. Uh, uh, escorting him from police custody, I believe, to be taken uh, either to the jail or to the courthouse, and on television uh, murdered uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby. So there's nothing suspicious about it. No, not at all. Like, no, no. He wasn't trying to end the CIA or like you know had beef with Cuba or anything internally. Not at all. Shat on the um, uh, the mafia. Like he had he had all these folks that helped uh, Graham to power. Uh, within the Democrat Party, and then, boom. I'll tell you what, like, Kennedy was the dude that was, yeah, my family's rich, but I'm a people's person. Yeah. And he got to office, and he's like, you know what? Shit, don't phase me. I'm still a people's person. And he's like, y'all are fucked up. I'm going to end you. You're fucked up. You're done. And then somebody in the shadows is like, mm-mm, this bitch is dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't like how he moves. He's going to die. And plus, in the manner in which, like the convertible caravan, you know what I mean? Like, like the the parade in Dallas. Like I've been to the spot where he. Oh died. really? Yeah. That's awesome. And they got like I never, I never, I never, I don't think I've been to Dallas. I've been through Texas. But Dude, it is like a heavy feeling because, like, even on the road, mm-hmm. like the the road of the caravan I drive down. There's X's in three spots where each shot was like coming down. It's it's heavy, dude. Like you sit there and you're like, you're literally standing there like, holy shit! Like I'm standing at an X where a shot went through a president's head. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. That's what's really like. I I, I don't buy how people can look at like of of all conspiracies, like that are um that are not. We'll say like otherworldly or ancient world. So like take aliens, Bigfoot, and Aztecs, Mayans, Egyptians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the table. Yeah, all that. If you're just talking about sociopolitical, if you even if you can't look at 9/11 and say like there's some there's some eyebrow raising stuff going on here, fellas. Billy 11. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tower seven. And, Is that uh, what it was? Yeah, the one that was like a couple blocks away, it still fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the BBC reported on it, and then they got the I. I guess the order for someone like BBC is always the truest news. Like that's the best news source. I think they were BBC or Al Jazeera. Like they honestly give the most factual information about America. Yeah, because yeah, they they're not uh, they don't have heavy American money. Right. If you hate somebody, <laughs> you're gonna tell the truth, right? Yeah. So I like I like a a wide uh, scope of it. So like I don't like because I'll see like the American news through like Facebook. Like YouTube, everything, right? But I'll still I'll follow the the Al Jazeera, you know. So it's bent is towards you know the uh, the uh, Arabic Islamic world and their bias, and I'll watch RT 
the Russian like news because it's like you know Putin state controlled like hey, you know what like if there's any world leader that's just a pure badass is Putin Putin is a bad motherfucker he like, he financed a documentary about himself named Power <laughs> <laughs> who does that <laughs> not only that this dude was like you know what he was president he's like let's change the term limits <laughs> he's like yeah let's do that there was like Okay. Well, he went after the Federal Reserve, too. I think um, it didn't last long, obviously. But he made it to where our, our, our currency would not be, we wouldn't be buying it from the Federal Reserve. We were going to go back to what the original intention was with uh, gold standard and precious metal standards. You could also uh, turn land into currency and also promissory notes into so currency. That's it too. The Federal Reserve, it's, it's got that title, federal. Yeah, it's not part of the government. It's privatized. Yeah, it's a foreign <laughs> banking cartel. <laughs> it's privatized. Yeah. Like so like why we're always in debt, it's because we're still working to... Why you're in debt... And like, well, even if you're like, um, uh, what would why you should, say? Why, why should I have a private company telling me what my money's worth? Yeah. Yeah. And it's worth less than the money that uh, they sell to us. So aside from that, um, who was it? Iceland? Uh, they had some scandal with their banking uh, authorities. Uh, not... Not that long ago. It was like maybe a decade ago, but like in fairly recent times. And they uh, it, uh, they caused the country to go bankrupt, yet the banking regime still like had like, like they were fine. Of course. They were fine. They were just like, like, well, come on, guys. Why is everybody so upset? People in power don't lose power. No, no. But they they imprisoned them. The, the folks in Iceland, they uh, got together in the government. They were like, hey, we're, uh, we're about the people. So all you guys are going to jail, and we're seizing your assets, and of like that—that's how they handled like the fun, the financial crisis. Is the folks that got them into the financial crisis? They jailed them. I think I think they. I don't know if they jailed them for treason, but like that was like well, I, from lack of better term, that was like the logical uh, uh, argument that they made was that their decisions was treasonous to the to the whole country, the whole island of Iceland. Because it affected everybody, bankrupted the country, except for them. So we don't, that's one of the um, things though, is that like, that's a small country. Like, America is yeah. a big fucking country. And even like geographically, like, we're a pretty large country on like the world scale. You can fit all of East, Eastern United States into Europe, Western Europe. So I, I used to live over there, so it's like you take a couple hours drive, you're in another country. What the fuck? That's wild. Dude, just a couple hours. You could make a day trip to three countries if you wanted to. I've heard people say that like that's why they like the European Union was because of that reason, the convenience of travel. And I've heard really only that reason for it, like the European Union as far as like it affecting... Like people, like just the general people. It got even better when I lived over there too. When like they went to a common currency. What do they use the uh, euro. The euro. Because now you can go to like, hey, there's no Deutsche Mark, there's no francs, there's no, you know, any any individual 
currency. You can go, hey, I'm gonna travel over here to this next country and use the same currency. You can go to like a bank or anything like that. But hey, I need this converted. Mm. But at the same time, you know, it's you're in another culture and I don't know. I just I loved it, but I hated it at the same time. It's it's a weird scenario. Yeah. Because what? you got to think like uh, also because I lived in. Living in Western Germany, but there's still a heavy populace of Russians there. Because after Damn World Russians. War II, I mean, after World War II, Russia just like, you know, fucking red wave just came in and took oh, yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, everything that was practically uh, uh, the eastern half of Europe was just... If it wasn't nailed down, they took it. Yeah, where the, the idea was like, oh, thank God, the Nazis are gone. Like, we won. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like, bad. all right, bring in the communists. <laughs> It's like, oh. it's like, thank God these guys are gone, but hey, I'll be your slave too. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we can move out? Sure, sure. We're just going to put up this wall real quick. Right in the middle of this city. God, dy- dynamics of history is just, it's interesting. Like, if I ever went to college, which I didn't, so, eh, whatever. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that I'm in you know, smart or anything. Dude, there's YouTube now. Like, if you want to learn something, just... YouTube University, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> when people, like, shit on, like, oh, where'd you learn it? YouTube is like, well, I learned it, didn't I? <laughs> Do you know it? <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe in my 20s, I really like dropping acid and reading Wikipedia to spend <laughs> my time. I did it a lot. I didn't have a lot of friends if in I didn't Jersey, like so that's what I was doing. And if I didn't like something, I edited it to where I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and Amelia Earhart also invented the airplane. She unlike went. those liars, Orville, Redenbacher, and Wilbur, <laughs> or whatever. And she actually landed here, lived the rest of her life, and was happy. So she was never missing. <laughs> She gave generously to the Communist Party of China. <laughs> Actually, Hillary's great-grandmother. Oh, God. I saw this thing where it's like uh, Barbara Bush is uh, actually uh, uh, Aleister Crowley's like uh, bastard love child or See, something. I know who Aleister Crowley is, so... Uh, he's a... Uh, Story time. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'll have to have uh, one of my uh, occultist friends explain better who Aleister Crowley is. A lot of things that are tied with... The occult and uh, magic and what you would call, uh, I guess, uh, it's not it's not technically Satanism as far as like like Lucifer, you know what I mean? But I guess in the adversarial sense, like his sort of religion, it was like dark arts kind of stuff. Yeah, see, I, mean, I see these candles on the table. I was like, what what spirit are we summoning tonight? It's like um, we are summoning salted caramel. <laughs> the oh. the. That is, the goddess of of true living and basic bitch, which both are in my bloodstream. I've I, heard of that one. It's a very nice demon. I so. come from a long line of Karens. <laughs> the Karens run deep with this one. I need to speak to your manager. Summon your manager to me. <laughs> Tell him to bring a bucket of water. My men thirst. My meal shall be comped. <laughs> you call this mutton? <laughs> I have seen better. Rhoda, 
<laughs> Fuck. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's dead. No need to be a dead horse. That's all good. Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, like, if I if I lose train of thought, I'm so scatterbrained anyways, and like run off the rails. So like, if I if I lose the train of thought for me to try to be like, all right, no, hang on, hey, guys, wait. Let's even now, like, we had like I've got to think about it. Hang on, it's we've had twenty topics and none of them are finished. We're jumped to the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to uh, circle back to the. What's going on with the, the Kenosha and the, the, the Kyle stuff? Um, remix! Remix! <laughs> Sweet the remix, God! Anywho. Hmm. I was saying. Yes. Back about the uh, Kenosha story. No, I think that um, he should. If that were my kid, my 17 year old kid, I would not be allowing him to be taking his AR down to a, a, a business in the local metropolitan area to go and defend it. Um, You're 100% right with that, but... But at the same time, if he was out there given the medic supply as well, like just to be out there, if he were going out there... If I were going out in that sort of environment, I would have a fucking firearm on me. Your main point was if that was my kid. Yeah. At the same time, when you were 17, you want to do something that was against your parents' wishes. Mm -hmm. Did you tell them? No, but I also wouldn't have been able to sneak an AR-15 out of the house. Maybe it was his. I mean, maybe. I mean, I had a two-story house, so the one time I did sneak out, I got caught because I came back in the first story. See that's your that's your problem, man. You didn't. I I did I didn't have a way you didn't to get properly planned. I did not. I did not. I really wanted to finger bang that girl though. So <laughs> you gotta you gotta know the outcome, good and bad, and plan for both. I it it was worth it. I got grounded, but but you know what? It was worth. I like I like this girl a lot, and she had a. Uh, Yes, it said uh, we lived as long as we lived in the same neighborhood, and she was like, she's like, she's like, meet me by the lake, like and it's like you know, it's like it's like eleven thirty, so it's like as long as the punishment is worth the pleasure, it's a good day. It, I mean, it, it was. I got the pleasure before I got the punishment, you know. So I was like, uh, I was like, I was like, this is the best idea ever. With I feel like there's a saying for that that I completely it's like right to my tongue, but I forgot. It's like. You should like uh, if the make sure the juice is juice worth, is the, worth squeeze. the squeeze. Yeah, that's what it is. Juice worth squeeze. And if uh, if you learn you don't like the juice, don't squeeze again a second time. <laughs> I'm not not the biggest fan of grapefruit juice. It is quite tart. Shan't squeeze a grapefruit. Shant. If I if I shant. know if I know a situation is a grapefruit, shan't. I shan't squeeze it a second time. I. Really, there's so many words in the dictionary that people just don't use. There's like a, I'd say probably the dictionary is roundabout, right? So I'm just gonna give a generic number, right? So let's say there's at least twelve. There's at least twelve <laughs> words in the dictionary. I'm just gonna say uh, maybe ten thousand. I know that's very probably it's definitely more probably shortchanging it. I'd say I'd say I'd say a million or less. Okay. That that would be a safe bet. But it's just the whole scenario. So let's say ten thousand, and I think you're limiting yourself, sir. I think mm, yeah. But people use five hundred. 
and they forget about the other 9,500 words out there that it's never used. Well, and you hear it and you're just like, God damn, I appreciate that word. <laughs> Shant. <laughs> or plethora. It's like, where are these words at these days? Like, who are these people that I can talk to that know these words? Well, with me, like, I only... I, I know a couple of phrases in German only because I liked Rammstein a lot and... I know a couple of phrases in German too, and uh, not enough. If I go, if somebody's like, "Oh, I speak German," I'm I'm I no no like, absolutely not. I, I could say like the basics like uh, "Wie alt bist du," which is uh, "How old are you?" or uh, I don't know what thirty six is. I know that I know one through ten. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn. That's one through ten. I know. I speak like very broken Spanish. I was a lot better when I lived in Jersey because a lot of the a lot of the men I worked with, they uh, English was either their second or third language. That's crazy. Like you're better in Spanish in Jersey than you are in South Georgia. Yeah. Well, just because like the folks I like, I learned in um, high school like how like a second language or like how you like like with, at least with Latin languages like conjugate verbs arrange sentences the idea of like okay these the characters that are letters right like they're they're going to be rearranged differently depending on the context just like in English so lear learning like how to translate like I, I got that but I never used it I never used Spanish I only had one year of it in high school and I never used it but when I was in Jersey, I knew enough to, like, I would listen and I could, like, communicate on basic stuff. And then, like, after, like, I, because I worked with them for, like, like three years, like, these guys. So, like. So, you're, like, a fourth generation uh, Hispanic American, pretty much. Where, like, I can understand Spanish, but I can't speak it. No, I can't argue in it or express ideas. Somebody asked me, like, oh, how are you today, Coulter? I am sad. <laughs> <laughs> How many people I've met? How are you? You know, like, why would you want to talk to anybody that sounded like that? Like, like, hi, Tyler. How are you today? Happy <laughs> yourself. You know, like nobody, nobody. And that's how I sound on span when I speak Spanish. But is no. I will never, 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 never make fun of somebody that speaks broken English. No. You know why? Because like. They are doing way better than me. You know why? I know English. Yeah. I may understand some things, but I can't speak that shit in another language. Homies out here are like, hey, how you doing? All right. Thank you, sir. They may like say some words that are like a little off-putting, and I'm like, that's not how the sentence goes, but it's like, you know what? You got me, bro. I know the idea they're trying to express, yeah, and that's that's what's important. Because then like, they get a phone call, they're like, blah, 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 like another language, and I'm like, don't know a single fucking thing you said, but mm -hmm. you spoke to me in a conversation point, so you know what? Good on you, bro. I was at a random gas station one, oh, before I do that. Point point being with like all that is that, yeah, absolutely. Like if you speak broken English, like because it's like a different language, like bro, like I'm not going to judge you at all as far as like how my how my narcissistic ego is gonna like normally judge people because. Where I judge people with like how they speak is when English is your only language that you speak and, and you, you can't speak even do broken it right. English. <laughs> I got no right. fucking like no no interest in sitting down with them. 
because like I'm a fucking snob with it, dude. That's another thing with social media. It's like spell words correctly, use the Oxford comma, and fucking just make your sentence comprehensible. That's it. Like I just don't. I don't understand. Whenever like like I, I had English classes all through school. Like every year that I was in uh, public and private school, I was taught like a language. It was called English. We all taught. We all spoke it. You know. So again, if somebody speaks it, and that's the only language you speak as an American, and you can't speak it properly, bro, I I, I just I'm. Maybe you're maybe you're an awesome painter or something. <laughs> I hope you have a set skill. I'm, well, I mean, maybe. I, it's, it's, I hope you can do something good because speaking and writing is not it. I'm just saying you're not going to come on the podcast. Like, <laughs> it, it's just it's, oh. it's same way with like some friends of well, mine yeah, that now, are like. Now I feel special. I'm like, okay, I can speak in a sentence. So no, well, I mean, it's it's all about expressing ideas, right? right. So like again, like if you're. Um, back to people that are multilingual or even bilingual, right? If you're expressing ideas and you're getting the point across to me, I'm not gonna judge you like in, in like my snobby like mindset. But like like me, my primary language is English. At most, I really only speak one language fluently. You know what I mean? Even like brokenly again, with like Spanish, like I barely use it. Like I can't. I can't argue and I can't express ideas. I can just I can pick up enough and to and say enough to not get my throat cut if I'm in a country <laughs> that speaks Spanish, you know? Like that that that's where I'm at. And enough to where if shit hits the fan and somebody does speak Spanish, I, I can I can find some fucking help. You well, know? you're better than me, because like if I'm about to get my coat my throat cut, I'm gonna say, don't do sell baño. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> so I would more likely die in Mexico. So <laughs> good on you. <laughs> like I've just pictured like some sort of like fucking movie where like some dude's like getting like tortured or something like and pleading for his life, but like he's just saying like, Where's the bathroom? Where is the bathroom? It's like Spanish sometimes like if you don't tell me where the fucking money is. I'm about to cut off every fucking toe on each foot, and you're just like, where's the goddamn bathroom? Just tell me where the bathroom is. <laughs> Sir, I'll do anything. Just tell me where the Don't bathroom is. El baño. El baño. There's like some old family guy uh, skit, like old, old, like their second or like first season, where like... Good family guy. Two... I don't know if I go that far. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely old family guy. But, raw, um, raw family guy. Definitely raw family guy. I'll give it that. It was before they figured out what what the characters were going to be. Stewie was still like the evil genius. <laughs> they hadn't decided he was like a... Uh, uh, Softy gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Diabol- like, uh, he still got the diabolical genius. But anywho, but the two guys jump out of a plane that's like exploded and like Japanese subtitles come up for like what they're saying and they're speaking in Spanish. I always thought that was a really like brilliant joke 
to like to like pull. But like one of them, like even like what they were saying to each other was like nonsensical with like what we're talking about. Like yeah. like like where's the fucking money? <laughs> where's the library? <laughs> Someday a thou a biblioteca, senor. <laughs> If you work for the CIA and you had a limited, they wouldn't. They would never hire me. They got that. I've got. Uh, we're speaking hypothetical. Oh, anyway, okay, good, good. <clears throat> so you're torturing some guy that you know is an ethnic ethnicity, and he speaks this language. But then he starts speaking another language that's like outside of his ethnicity, and you're just like, what the fuck. <laughs> I didn't know who to call. That'd be fucking bizarre, right? Like, cause, like that. It's had to have happened at least once, I would imagine. That, like, because somebody, because I mean, you think about it, like, like um, espionage, right? You have to be like. That's why, like, I'm not too terribly shocked that like all of these actors were uh, involved with like uh, Epstein Island visits, because it's like, well, yeah, he was intelligence is what it looks like. That he was involved with and running some sort of, like, hey, whatever you want. You just let your buddy Jeff know. We can find it for you. What do you want to do? You want to fuck a kid? Kill a kid? You want to just, you want to just uh, bang a couple dudes on a couple of hot hot pool boys on my island? Bro, I've got a fucking island. My name's Jeff I know, Epstein. I know, it's like, I know it's like fucking like jokes and like you can laugh about it, but at the same time, it's like... It's real. If there was ever like uh, any sort of list, it was like, hey, we're going to hunt down pedophiles and... If anybody wants to join the service, I would literally be the first person to sign that shit. I don't have enough training to be beneficial. It doesn't but, matter. It doesn't. But all you need is that gut feeling of like this is wrong, and no, it's it's pure pure evil is harming a child in that manner. Um, Dude, the, like the even in the even, Bible, even in the Bible, it says like for those that like, I'm. That's just it. You, you can't. You, you can get biblical, man. That's no, no, it's cool. I, I'm just trying to say, like, when you like try to quote the Bible, you can't like, you can't like, you know, put your own words into it. You gotta like try to remember what it said. But I can't remember the vernacular. But it was pretty much saying like anybody that harms these young children, it puts them in a way that's like bad. They should be tied to the ankles with like a heavy stone and thrown in the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much uh, cast into the ocean with a. <coughs> so if you're gonna put, with a with a with a with a boulder noose, pretty if, much. If you're gonna put crimes or put harm on somebody that's impressionable, mm-hmm. you should be fucking like in the river swimming with the fishes. And well, I mean, I think um, let's let's say I'll I'll play devil's advocate, right? Sure, sure. So. Let's say even if it is a mental condition, right? That is what's going on. We don't seem to be able to distinguish when it's not a mental condition and when it's just savagery from when it is a mental condition. You're right. And there doesn't seem to be a way to rehabilitate people. Now, I've got friends that have murdered people. Like, they've done fucking tours of duty. They fucking killed people. Well, they can, heard. colloquially, I'm using. Let's let's say they've killed people. I'll take back murder because murder is a bit harsh. 
Kill. Did you say killed? Killed. killed. Yeah, I misspoke. You're right. Killed. You're right. You're right. Because murder is a crime. Right. Right. If you're in if if you're in war, subjugated to war, it's different. I'll tell you what, man. If you hear a bullet whizzing by your head, and you shoot back, it's not murder. It's self defense. And even if it's in a wartime, it's I'm not gonna die. You are. Yeah. If you don't have that mentality, you're dead. Yeah. My dad, he uh, he was in Gulf War. He, uh, uh, I, I was in first grade, and he he was gone for pretty much half of first grade. He was gone for uh, just shy of seven months. He went to Iraq, Saudi, and Kuwait for seven months, just pretty much doing like a big triangle, just running chemical weapons back and forth. And he brought back a uh, shoebox. I've talked about it on a podcast before. He brought back a shoebox of pictures he took with disposable cameras and there's one night uh, after he got back it was summertime I remember and it was late and I came downstairs and he was sitting uh, at the kitchen table with the light on and he was like come in here a second he's like I want to show you something and it was what he saw like and there was like there was corpses in there of like folks that like try to stop their convoy is just he and one other guy and like he showed me like some of these pictures of like you know like these are these are like people that they had to kill because they were just they didn't care about who they were they were just this uh, truck of American soldiers there's just two of them like I said they were uh, trying to run quietly he was some sort of chemical weapons expert on the east coast he got a uh, he was in the National Guard uh, he his name got called during Vietnam, but his brother was already on the front lines, so he went to the DMZ in South Korea instead. The I don't know what it's called, but the Saving Private Line, uh, Saving Private Ryan law, <laughs> you know, where it's like if if like your sibling is already in combat, yeah. you don't send the other sibling into yeah, combat. Yeah, I mean, so he um, at forty years old. Um, Gulf War uh, 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 1.0 broke out, right? 1.0, 1.0 broke out uh, during 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 Bush 1.0. This ain't 2.0 where I served. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So in 1.0, um, my my dad he uh, when whenever it did break out because he he had survived Vietnam. His brother survived being his brother got a little fucked up, but he he's, he's still he's still here. Um, uh, but uh, he. Uh, he resigned from the National Guard whenever war broke out because he was like he's like he's like, he's like fuck man he's like I'm 40 years old he's like I've got two kids right. like at home he's like war is a young man's game yeah yeah we got a letter in the mail from President uh, George Herbert Walker Bush asking for my dad's personal services in the uh, in the in the Operation Desert Storm so he took it but he uh, he. Point point being is to get what you said. He told me he's like he's like there's the quick and the dead, and you decide if you're gonna be. Was that a movie title with like? He was probably he was really big into westerns. You yeah, know? No, I feel like that's a movie title with a western. That's like a like Clint Eastwood movie or yeah, some shit like it's that. Kind of, kind of like my name, like Coulter means a, a caretaker of, of colts, a young horse. Quick and the dead, like yeah. no, there's gotta be a movie title. I'm pretty sure it is, but listen, there's only two types of people <laughs> in this world. The quick and the dead. <laughs> Obviously, a, like a 
a pistol or a, uh, a bandolier would sound heavier than that. But, no, uh, but war definitely is a young man's game. It's did Were you, uh, not to get too personal or anything, were you uh, uh, in combat at all? Uh, yeah, I went to Iraq in 2008. How was and that? Was it fun? Did you meet a lot of friends? Have a good time? You know what? You can <laughs> sum it up, honestly, in the beginning lines of the tale of two cities. It's the best times. It was the worst of times. Because you will... The best friends you will ever meet in life is through shared misery. Yeah, the, um, what do they call it? Trauma bond, right? And Those are the best friends you'll ever meet in life. Yeah. Shared misery. To where, like, I fucking hate this. And you sound like you're bitching, and somebody else is like, I fucking hate this too. And you're like, we're friends now. <laughs> I think that's why people think, like, you know, like, now politics has been like it's fashionable for everybody to be political, so I think that's why people fake trauma bonding is like, you know what? I've been marginalized too. <laughs> Growing up, going it's to not, school, it is not the same. Having though. food available everywhere I go. Not only that, there are businesses, Tyler, that are dedicated to not food but meals. You don't even have to buy the food; they've, they've already cooked it. You just buy the meal; it's already ready for you. What the fuck? I don't oh, this. Heavens to Betsy's. <laughs> no, but I when I was over there is like you the first couple of months is like you're like you're excited, you're like I'm here, yeah. But you got the same time in time it's like, oh my god, I could die at any moment. What was the uh, what was the name of your uh, uh was it battalion? Is that what's called in the Marines? Uh see I was with fourth assault amphibious battalion. So I was with. Uh, just make it. Just make sure you're not uh, doing any sort of stolen valor here, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. So I was with tracks. They're called amphibious vehicles, and like they go from ship to shore, but mm-hmm. they're made of aluminum. So they stopped sending them bitches over there in 2005 because as soon as like the insurgents started using IEDs, you hit that bitch and it opens up like a tank. It's like a. I, I can see that with a. It's like a semi-aquatic a, vehicle being. A yeah, it's like putting problem. a bottle rocket in a coke can. As soon as it goes off. That bitch is going to shred. Yeah. So they stopped sending these vehicles over, and they're like, you know what? You guys are going to go over there as a PRC, which is a provisional rifle company, saying, like, whatever job we got, you're going to take. So we did a PMO, which is provisional marshal's office, which is kind of like uh, cops, pretty much. That's a, like a, what was M- MP? Yeah, pretty much, for, like, a big base. Oh, yeah. For like a big base, we are like kind of that. And then we also did QRF, which is Quick Reaction Force. So we're saying like, okay, so a patrol went out and they got hit. And they're like, go. Like, they need support, go. And we're the people that's like, on the ready. We slept in like rooms close by next to our vehicles. To where like we could throw our gear and we're gone. Within like 10 minutes, if that. Like, 10 minutes is slow. Where is this? Was this like in Baghdad? Or... No, it was a little bit northwest of Baghdad. It was in the Al Anbar Providence. Um, but it was basically that. It's where, like, if somebody needs help, like, you're always on the ready. And it was like a, what's it, like, 12 on, 36 off kind of thing to where, because you can't stand at the ready for, like, an extended amount of hours. I would, so, I would like, imagine so, man. Like, that, like, th- that kind of high stress job. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's not even like the you know going on. 
going on the mission was the easy part. It was the sit around waiting was the hard part. Just like, should I take a nap? It's like, how long am I going to sleep for? It's like, I don't know. I had a, uh, had a buddy of mine. I think it was his, his second tour of duty. He's a, he was a mechanic, right? And he was, he was in Iraq and a, uh, like something happened like a motor, like a fan turned on while his hand was like in the motor, pretty much trying to do repair. So of course broke his fucking hand, you yeah. know, but he said, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's being, you know, comical, but he's like, he's like the shittiest part of war was that they sent me home and told me I couldn't shoot bad guys anymore. And I <laughs> sat in a bunker in Texas for four months, <laughs> like pretty much all alone, just bored. There was a shit, man. You were shit. You were young whenever, like you went. I remember whenever you told me that you were going. You were like, you were like, uh, there was some job. You're like, they're like the first guy in the door, and you were saying yeah. that like that was like some sort of adrenaline rush that you yeah, thought would be was, unparalleled to anything else. We were training. I was the point man. The point man is the first one in the door, and it's just <laughs> in the Marines we call it a fucking uh, a bullet sponge. A bullet sponge? Yeah. What 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 a PC friendly term. So I mean, all right. So imagine right now, right? So we're hanging out at this table, right? And somebody busts into your door. And you, so it's not, not before you tell your story. It sounds like something that like some like political pundit would use. Like, <laughs> were they protesters? No, they were bullet sponges. That's all they were. So all right. So let's put in a scenario that's kind of like I don't know. Normalized today. All right. So. We're drug dealers, me and you. Okay. What are we selling? Um, I don't know. What, what, what do we want to get the kids hooked on? Uh, That's so my primary goal, is get all the kids addicted to our product, mm. and then you start them young, they'll grow up as lifelong customers. Take it from big tobacco. All right, so me and you, I'd probably say we're Molly dealers. Okay. Rave kids. <laughs> I can speak their language. Yeah, okay, yeah. We don't, we don't do coke. We're not... We're not you know, fancy. I thought about joining the Bass Nectar family, but... We're not that fancy, right, Cole? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so we're Molly dealers, right? Gotcha. We got our weapons. We're distributing our shit on the table. Like, yeah, there's, there's a couple pills. Somebody busts through the door right now, and we got our guns right here. That first man's taking the shot, because he's the first one through the door. Mm-hmm. We don't know. There's like three, four other people behind him. But that first man came through the door. And that's what a bullet sponge is. Why the fuck would you find that appealing, you madman? That's. Adrenaline, bro. Good lord, dude. Roller coasters, man. So nah, it's you only get you only get certain <sighs> high from a coral coaster. You're like, this shit fucking sucks. When you taste the better adrenaline, you hit a roller coaster and you're like Oh, God, we're going down. Yay, now we're going back up. Oh, my God, I'm upside down. Fuck off. Have you ever been stuck on one? A roller coaster? No. <laughs> I have. It's a little scary. I, I don't know. I mean, no, like, no, let me be real. I'm not talking about fucking bullets flying by my head scary or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, it's something that, like, I don't like. I like roller coasters. I, mean, I don't like being stuck on one. I find the comical situation and be like, well... Cause we're gonna hang out here for a minute. My dad told me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bitching? <laughs> like I started freaking out. He's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> He's like, "Stop that!" 
No, it's, 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 I mean, it's, you never, you'll never taste anything like that. Busting through a door and just a surprise. <laughs> you don't know what you're coming into, you know, because every house layout is different. You bust through the door and you're just like left, right, corner hallway, couch, like kitchen. You don't know what you're getting. You're just knowing like, I'm going in and I'm pieing this part of the corner. Dude's behind me. They know what they're doing. But you know what? Who's in here? What's in there? I don't know. We'll find out. Fuck, man. I can't even imagine that kind of, like, terror, though. But I imagine, like, after the first one, it gets it, it gets easier. Because you get, like, sort of conditioned to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I've, we've experienced mortars a couple times. But this is the funniest thing, too, because like, you even see, like, the... The memes on pages, like in the military side, is like, uh, you know, mortars on your first day. You're like, oh my god, you're running around, hands in the air, like, oh, where's the shelter? Mortars, like, towards the end of the plumbing, you're just like, all right, that's cool, when's it gonna stop? <laughs> how how effective are they, like, uh, or by they, I mean the, the shelter, like, mortar, from, from like a falling I mean, mortars are indirect, indirect fire anyway. You got you got direct fire, indirect fire. Direct fire is more like you know, um, like a scud missile or no scuds indirect too. It, it it direct is something precision. So like you know, any time any type of like rifle fire, any time like smart missile or anything that anything that's like I'm shooting right there and it's gonna go right there. So indirect is like well, I mean. ICBMs are more direct now just because of the technology. Right. But back in the day, it's like the World War II V2 rockets. It's like indirect because they fire it. They don't know where it's going to land. They have an idea. Like if you see like a compound is located like here in this valley of the mountains, but there's multiple buildings in the compound. You don't know exactly where it's going to land. RPG, (sighs) even though it's... What's that stand for? Rocket propel grenade. That's the, you know... Russians, oh, Chinese, yeah, like, like yeah. shoulder fire, like they got the big tube, and just that's it's like a middle ground between direct and indirect, but because they're so like they move mm-hmm. in the air, they go up, down, like it's it's like a middle ground, indirect, direct. but mortars, at least with them, like the opposition, right? Like, we, we got that situation science, but like with them, they're like, let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> I love it. But I tell you what, man, they are smart. You know why? Because they will put that shit on a fucking ice cube. Have the mortar sit out, put it on ice to where, like, they will just set it and they can leave. Ice melts, mortar fires. Huh. We track that mortar, go back to it, all we find is the tube. They're gone. That's the one advantage that guerrilla-style warfare will always have over, like, a national warfare. Dude, the national warfare, I mean, granted, there's still, like, you have special forces. Guerrilla warfare is the way to go. Because, like, nobody wears uniforms. Revolution. That's like, you think about, like, colonial warfare. Revolutionary war. I was just thinking that. Revolutionary like, war. How, how fucking one? stupid. Like, if it was my- won by militia, guerrilla warfare, and maybe a little bit of Continental Congress, you know, or a Continental Army. That's it. Whole notion of, like, all right, 
Now you guys fire, and we'll stand here. <laughs> Fuck that. And then we're going to fire, and you guys stand there. Hang on, I'm going to reload, and then we're going to shoot back at you. Just give me a minute. Yeah. Absolutely ludicrous. Fuck. That's like... Um, I was talking with somebody about like like getting in like a like a fight or something and like like I'm 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 a pretty much a pacifist but like you're I've assaulted people before to quell them from uh, escalating a situation right because I didn't want to fight them so I just like either slapped them or like threw them down and like stop that <laughs> like. We're not going to do this. I don't want to do this. But somebody was talking about like, uh, like you know, like you know, actually getting in a fight with somebody. They're like, like uh, they said that somebody like uh, they started like uh, using their knees, and they're like, like I was like, I was like, yo, man, you're a pussy. I'm like, yo, fuck that. It's like if I'm fighting somebody, and the idea is to hurt them, my legs are almost four fucking feet long. I'm not going to ignore them. Bro, if you're yeah. talking about like a street fight or some like a bar fight, it's... I'm on the UFC. Yeah! This is a boxing. There's yeah. no like ref here. Like I, I, I'm running on adrenaline and fight or flight. Like, I am not a, I am not John Wick. I am not a trained professional here. I'm going to fight to where you can't fight no more. I'm not going to fight to where you're like, oh, I can't do that. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Like, I hit your balls. I'm sorry. No, I'm gonna fight until you're incapacitated. Well, and or the notion of like, like we could take this outside. It's like, well, bro, I'm standing right here. If you want to fight, then fucking go at me right here. That's just it too. It's like, like when it comes to fights, like I hate man, like so much. People get offended so much by words. Yeah, I will never fight anybody by words, ever, ever in my life. After that. You call me like a bitch ass cracker. You call me like, oh, you pussy ass white boy. Anything you want to. And I'll be like, it's cool, bro. But as soon as you lay your hands on me. Yeah, different you know, story. If you if you touch me or you touch a loved one, diplomacy is out the window. I'll tell you, most of the fights that I almost got in was in defense of others. Yeah. Well, to that point, it's all about like, like, I've had, quote-unquote, friends before to where, like, I've seen them, like, like take an ass-whooping because they deserved that ass-whooping for what they did. And they're like, you man, why don't you step in? It's like, bro, you grabbed his girl's butt and then called him a bitch. You learned a lesson? Yeah. I'm not defending you for that. I like, I saw you do it. Like, if, if, if I hadn't have seen the context and I just saw some dude, like, whooping your ass, then I would obviously be like... Hey yeah. man, what the fuck? No, I was stepped in. Yeah, but, but you decide that, instead that you. I want... know the details, and it's like, no, you, you own this. Own your actions. Yeah, it's like like the Kyle uh, written 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 burger. I got a tattoo, a tattoo on my back. Of Kyle already. That's no, awesome. Yeah, That's quite a commitment. I love what I see. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no. it's in Gaelic, and it says, "Lessons not learned in blood are soon forgotten." Mm, I like that. I was thinking about that's weird. I was thinking about uh, 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 Gaelic language earlier today. There was something I was reading or watching on YouTube. I can't remember. Um, there was somebody talking about uh, like 
uh, one like something about like white people being all homogenous because you know a hundred years ago it was that black people are all homogenous now it's all white people are all homogenous like you know how how woke of you but um I was thinking about like the Irish I was like I was like man I was like the Irish out of like at least folks in Western Europe had the worst fucking luck man they lost their fucking language we're the bastards of Europe bro yeah like like no, like seriously though, like like Gaelic language, it's not even used in the country anymore. Like where where it's from, the 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 Celts, the Celts, as some people, the Celtics, as some people call them. Uh, but like it's like it, it's gone, like completely eradicated. Yeah, like, the British were an empire for the world. <laughs> so you don't think they tried to take over their neighbor first? They they were the first globalists. They they had that uh, 19th century style thing. They were like, we will do it by boats. See, they had it like they had a basis for their conquest that is still used today. Yeah, it's wild to think. About, it's right? they come into a zone. And they're like, oh, so who y'all for? And they're like, oh, we like these people. And it's like, okay, well, he said this about you. And they're like, oh, what? <laughs> so they fight. And they're like, yeah. Fuck you. And they're like, oh, okay, so who won? You guys? Hey, well, you know what? We like you guys, but you know what? Here's a better way. Yeah. And they're it, like, okay, so you're in charge now. I like that. Like uh, Great Britain had, um, they went to Japan for something in the, uh, I, forget, yeah. I forget the years, it was late 19th century, so like late 1800s. And they convinced Japan that, like, they're like, you're the Pacific Island Empire. We're the Atlantic Island Empire. Why don't you guys have an empire? Russia's right there. That should be your guys' land. <laughs> See ya. And they convinced the Russo-Japanese War to, like, un- uh, like unfurl. This is at the same time that um, uh, notions of a global uh, railroad, they were starting in America. Yeah. Like, Lincoln was, like, like all about, like... Oh, like 1860s. Mm-hmm. All, all about pushing the, uh, the railroad... That you could take a, uh, in theory, you would be able to take a train from Lisbon, Portugal, to Tierra del Fuego, down at the bottom of uh, South America. They were going to build a a bridge across the Bering Strait from Alaska into uh, Siberia in Mm -hmm. Russia. And uh, World War I, um, if you notice, they uh, they had trench uh, warfare. In World War One, yeah, that's the launch of America's from isolationism to world. Well, it wasn't the launch, but it was the first stepping stone to it, world power. It, it kind kind of was. If you look at other things like Teddy Roosevelt, he had this. Teddy Roosevelt had the um, the imperialistic notion. Now, there's some things that Teddy Roosevelt did that I like, like national parks. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm so for that. Like, I, I'm a big fan. Homie got that right. Yes. <laughs> he he deserves to have his face on a mountain for having that. But at the same time, some of the reasons as far as why he did it was not about my pleasure. It was to stop the railroad <laughs> from taking like the certain lands. Like, like, not going here. Go around there. Oh, no, you can't take here either. Go yeah, around yeah. there. <laughs> you tell you what, you can build your railroad right through the Tehachapi Mountains. Just build right through those mountains. <laughs> We'll have to start a track a thousand miles back. Yeah, that's a big bummer. Tell you what, this is actually a national park, though. So it's like, not my problem, bro. Yeah. <laughs> What's fucked up, though, is that, like, um, during the uh, Bush years, is that uh, some of the fracking companies found loopholes in the legalese of the national parks to where, because it's public land, right, that they're part of the public, 
so they could go into some of these places and start fracking uh, these bonds because they're a publicly traded company. And then Dick Cheney had signed something to exempt them from uh, uh, EPA uh, uh, scrutiny because of it. Goddamn politics, man. Always working in the back shadows where like people have a voice. They're just like, I'm going to decide this for you. I think it's so fascinating, dude. Like, I, I think that's another reason why I strongly dislike, um, like, like the whole ideologue notion where it's like, like, well, I believe in this, and my the people I hang out with, we all believe in this. I'm only going to associate with people that that's what think I'm like, like this. The people that are just hard <laughs> left or right. How can you be hard left or right? You got to have like some values that intermingle. Yeah, seriously. What what seems to divide a lot of people on it is. Um, well, before before Trump came along, and now that's like a, a curse word for so many people, where they're like, "I just, I just can't, I just can't." It's like, well, Alice Walker's out of prison now. Like, there's some prison justice reform going on. I, these are good ideas, right? Well, yeah, but he's he's a piece of shit. So I, I just, I don't even want to listen to that woman tell me that he's he saved her life or whatnot. I'll like, tell you this, man. I've never voted in my life. Well, I'll be 32 this year. Never voted. Never. Mm. Are you going to vote this time around? I think I am. Yeah? For Jesse the Body Ventura? That's who I'm waiting <laughs> on. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on Jesse the Body Ventura to step in and be like... He's making a comeback. Dude, if if he did step in the last minute... But at I, the same time, I've always had that value of, like, my vote doesn't matter. It doesn't matter until it does, right? So, it's... There's this notion that I think has been pushed to uh, us, and us, I mean all, all of the peons, the underlings the of the American class. I'll break it down. I'll break it down real quick. What does it take to be elected in office as a president? You have to be uh, wealthy. No, 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 no. 278 electoral college votes. Oh, you mean you mean literally. I thought you meant literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, if you're wealthy, then you can start to make decisions to affect the world. If my number's off a little bit, but I'm pretty sure it's 278 I, I, electoral. I think it's votes. I think it's 278. We can. Uh... But all right, so let me ask you this: okay. Do you have an electoral college vote? No, I don't. I have a good rebuttal for the electoral college because I, I used either. to be I used to be against it. I used to be against the electoral used to, college. So you, you're for it now. I'm for something that works like the electoral college. No, I'm I'm for something that can replace it. I, I'll I'll go I'll agree with that with that word usage. Because hear, hear me hear me out on this. Right. So what what we don't want is to abolish the electoral college. That's fucking stupid. Here's why it's fucking population stupid. Population distribution. Precisely. You want to look at geography and you want to look at the population distribution. So look at population, you're looking at dense cities that are very democratic. If you're not only again, if you're only going on popular vote, you can take the, uh, in theory, the twenty most popular cities in America, and those cities could decide the fate of our country. Right, or states. You yeah, look at the top five states, right. and they will decide it. Exactly. Now, Ohio, here, Florida, New York, California, here's something, Texas. Here's something. I believe I could be wrong, but I believe California has the most electoral votes, right? Because they have the most people in their state. 
It's close. I believe it's either New York, right. Texas, or California are the top dog. I think California is 55. I get wrong. I, I think they have 60. I could really? I could also be wrong, but I believe they're top dog. Point being. That state is so poorly mismanaged <laughs> that if you think for a second that Gavin Newsom and his crony of bootlicker Democrats have a fucking inkling as far as how to run the country, suck my fucking dick. It's not going to fucking happen. It can't work like that. The oh, state is bankrupt. Nope. It's fucking broke. If you look what else, they have started selling land to foreign countries in hopes of bankrolling more money. You have big names that, while you may not like them, they've got empires, i.e., uh, Elon Musk and Joe Rogan are leaving that fucking state because of everything they're doing. The, here's two other things California is doing. One, they are talking shit you not about repealing civil rights laws in the state. Why? Because then they can discriminate for state-run uh, and city-run jobs based on whatever they want, i.e. your race, your gender, your sexual orientation. They can discriminate against it. They want to repeal it. Secondly... Alright, so I've never seen Colt this riled up, but I love it. Dude. Keep going, bro. Keep going. Secondly, Gavin Newsom is a cunt. He is the governor of California. Whenever the lockdowns were happening and he was shutting down restaurants, restaurant industries, my friends that are in the restaurant industry have been so fucking hurt from 2020. Some of them are fucking destitute. Dude, the service industry took the biggest hit the from this The biggest shit. hit. Gavin Newsom kept his winery open. He allowed his winery to stay open and remain profitable whilst his state shut down entrepreneur mom and pop businesses. Fuck California. They do not have the, of the notion of what it takes to run uh, other states. I don't really care for our governor in Georgia, Brian Kemp. I, I think he's a douche, but... Our state has seemingly been functioning okay. The cases this. are higher, supposedly. I'll tell you this. During this whole pandemic, the South has been like, fuck you guys. I know what's up. We're going to keep it straight. We're going to keep people's jobs there. Yeah. Well, they left the power up to the businesses. They said, hey, you know what, guys? If you want to require people to shut down, wear masks, all this, that's fine. You just have to make sure it's in line with health code. That that's that's a way better idea than uh, through the government enforcing like oh well you guys can't go to work right now. I'm sorry. Do you have some sort of fucking social program? You start talking about how evil socialism is, and then you fucking shut down mom and pop businesses. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Since when did guideline become law? Well, and and from whose decree? Like where does it where does it say where does it say that guideline? Is a law. CDC says this is my guideline. Yeah. If people are taking it like this is law. Here's 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 food for thought. If this weren't an election year, do you think there'd be a crisis or such a mismanagement of the crisis? Nah. Me neither. Call call me a conspiracy theorist. Let's talk in January. Like. Let's talk. Let's have this conversation again in January and see how it goes, dude. And uh, the first couple episodes of the podcast, like 
the the pilot was um, December of 2019, like like two days before New Year's Eve, like towards the end. And if I'm not mistaken, it may have been the next episode of the second one, but we were already talking about like like the coronavirus and been like like hey yeah this shit's on the horizon. They're next year's an election year. They're gonna probably use this for something. If, it, if this is true, like I'm not downplaying anything. But the whole virus thing, if this if it's true and it's as bad as they say, guess what? It's gonna be at the point where like everybody's gonna get it. And let's just see what happens. Yeah. So why implement so many standards to say like you can or can't do this? Because if it's gonna be so fast spreading as they say, it's gotta be a herd mentality. The the herd immunity, is that what it was? Yeah, herd. Herd, herd immunity. Herd mentality is going on as no, well, but it, no, we don't both, have that. Both is going on. Right <laughs> it's got to be herd immunity to where, like, <clears throat> the weak will die off, and you know what? It fucking sucks because that's family members. Yeah, but guess what? We're all going to die. My grandma died this year. Like, but Mine we did, have, too. We have been watching my grandma die for 10 years. My, so, last, my last grandparent died this year. Yeah, same. That's, so, yeah, January 31st. Mm-hmm. So... Shit same, same day uh, George Floyd died, my grandma died. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what? Shit happens. People die. They do. And you know what? You mourn. It fucking sucks. Yeah, but I'm still here. And I'm not going to live my life in mourning. I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm not gonna live and it. I'm not going to live it trusting the fucking government. I'm not going to live my life under arrest either. No. I'm going to live my life the way I should as a free person in the United States of America. People come to this country for a reason. You know why? To be free. So if I can't have that freedom, and the government wants to restrain me, then what the fuck am I here? I think I think that's one thing that sort of worries me about what I'm seeing again, on the West Coast, on some of these places, and the, the thread seems to be the same because it's all these giant metropolitan kingdoms, right? That seem to be run by again like DNC bootlickers. Yeah, dude. Where every every time you get like a and like I'm not a Republican. Strong. I'm like I'm like a registered Democrat to this point. I'll tell you right now, fuck the DNC. I ain't voting for a, a fucking Democrat for That's a multitude of reasons. I'm a registered dude. Republican. I my uh, best way to sum my sum up my political beliefs are what. Um, you call a South Park Republican. That's one reason why I've got South Park tattoos all over me. See, best way to sum up my political beliefs is like I will protect myself and my country against any uh, fucking enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah, yeah. And people want to think that, like, well, domestic tyranny—that's that's the cops. It's like, dude, if you think life is not m- so multifaceted that there's more than one potential t- uh, tyrannical group. Then you're fucking kidding yourself. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends that are cops. I know a lot of people that are cops. And it's like, these motherfuckers are just making a job, dude. They're doing a job. Yeah. And they understand, like, hey. I'm not shit. friends with any fucking pigs or shitty cops. Like, yeah, it's like shit happens. <laughs> they're fucking good people, you yeah. know? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't like nor agree this notion of uh, a cab, that all cops are bastards. What, what seems to be, what's interesting, when we're on the subject of it, it seems to be that there, there's whatever's happening right now in history is taking a similar playbook from what happened in the early 20th century and late 19th century with Democrats and the South, right? Of how they targeted 
um, they targeted white folk to think that black Americans were were going to you know take their business, take their women, take their livelihood, all this. So they started all of these uh, propaganda campaigns that they had quote unquote history and science to show like the savagery of like black Americans, right? And so that they're doing the same tactic now with like anybody that if you're a uh, if you're a dissenter from what they talk about and you're like I don't agree with this guys I think this is some fucking bullshit was well, like well what would you know you're probably just a, a white male conservative republican piece of shit like that's <laughs> it's like like you're you're practically on the alt right just from what I see it from here it's like bro like I think no matter what I'm saying I'm not I'm not Definitive on the left or right, like extreme. No, I don't. I don't pledge I'm, my allegiance to any fucking party. I'm in, I'm I pledge my allegiance to the fucking country. Dude. I'm in the middle. But at the same time, a lot of my views go towards Republican, but I'm not like saying like, "Hey, I'm a diehard Republican." So like, if he's Republican, I don't give a shit what you say. I'm voting for you. Yeah. No, fuck that. Like, if you got something to say and it's like legit, it's like. Yeah, maybe I'll vote for you. Oh, yeah. I'm open for business with my vote. Right. right. This is America. Earn my fucking vote. Exactly. Talk to me. Yeah. Like, right now. But at the same time, that's why I hate fucking politicians. Because they say, like, I talk all this shit. Like, hey, I'm going to do this for you. And they get the officer like, I got my shit, bro. Fuck you. Yeah. Start looking at how they vote or if they show up to the votes. There's a... There's a guy it's from... It's a bully mentality, because as soon as I get in office... I'm talking about, like, Congress and the House, though. As soon as I get in the office, people are like, Hey, you gonna play ball or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I I don't want that fucking job. I couldn't even fucking imagine it. You know what I mean? I want that but job... I want that job just to serve my term and get the fucking, like, Hey, you know, get the benefits afterwards. I, I would not be... <laughs> I would... <laughs> You get money for life afterwards, but it's all good. But you know what? If I ever get there, honestly, I would be the hardest motherfucker. People would, people wouldn't. I'm a likable person. You're all right. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you know, I'm like elevating myself. Okay. You know what? You know what? (laughs) I have a few friends. But anyway, lady at the gas station talks to me every day. Yeah, she said I was pretty. Anyway. But if I ever get to the office, I would literally not change. In the Marine Corps, there's a certain point toward like you're E5, you're a sergeant, right? Mm-hmm. When you E6, you're a staff sergeant, and you're considered staff, like staff position, right? We call it the staff infection because as soon as you hit staff, other motherfuckers swarm on you and be like, hey, this is how we do shit, like join or... Fuck you. Right. And that's how politics is, bro. Like you, you hit that fucking politics section, you get to like something that matters, like Congress, Senate. They're like, hey, this house ran. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to be in it, you're going to be out. And they're like, oh, well, I guess I should just join in the fold. I think that's why, like, I liked seeing, what was it, 2018? So many people on both sides of the aisle that had service uh, in the country, like Dan Crenshaw, uh, he's a, a representative, maybe, yeah, I, don't think, I think he's congressman, I don't think he's Who was Senate. the last president that actually served in the military? Uh, let me see, Kennedy did, I know that, I don't know if Johnson did, but he was a racist piece of shit, so I don't really care. Um, 
I don't think Carter did. Honestly, De- Herbert Walker Bush and Bush Junior. Uh, yeah, and Bush, Bush Junior. Bush two point uh, National Guard. Yeah, but even if you want to fault Bush Junior's like retardism, like he went all there. But you know what? He's still a good president, in my mind. It's I mean, it depends on what we're talking he, about. He couldn't speak, <laughs> but you know what? He handled some shit. There, there's, uh, there's, there's. I think he's part of this. Pretty much from Reagan to Obama. You need pee? Oh, yeah, dude, we can pee pause real quick, no problem. All right. It doesn't matter what situation you put me in, like, pick me up on my shirt. Put I can't these. do that, you're, you're pretty large. <laughs> pick me up on my shirt, put me in this situation. I'll be the same fucking person. And, like, if they don't like me, I can get, like, 80% people are like, oh, fuck this guy. I probably have a 20% of it's like, I like you. I'd be like, I'll probably like you too. But you know what? Because like we probably had the same shared values and like same upbringing. It's like it's whatever. Yeah, you can. I'm a pretty firm believer. You can find common ground with most people. Now, what's ironic about that is that I'm also a rather polarizing individual. So me having these quote unquote heretical viewpoints will also put me in a category where people are like, "Fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah. This guy talking into a microphone." Thinking people want to hear what he has to say. What a fucking egotistical, maniacal, megalomaniacal fucking asshole. Also, and they're not wrong. Like, they're not wrong, but at the same time, like, fuck, man. Like, that's, that's, I'm so much more. I'm so much more. Some people, like, before, I was like, yeah, I might be in this podcast with this dude. And I was like, actually, I'm kind of scared, bro. Like, this dude, like, he's good at, like, picking good words out out of, like, the fucking air. Like, big words. Like, just, and just thrown in conversation. Just, like, bam, bam, bam. This word, this word, this word. And I'm like, I know what that means, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't just pick these words out and throw it in a sentence. I'm like, mmm, kind of intimidated. I, I always, like, would always latch on to people that would say words I didn't know what they meant. Like, there is, um, at, uh, same same company I work for now, um, but this was like probably like six years ago. I was managing people instead of like information and dude. like things like that. I, <laughs> dude, I did I, I did pretty good back, managing people. We can go back to the whole fucking <laughs> podcast. Managing people is the easiest thing. <laughs> it can be. Um, you you got a common belief, common yeah, narrative. Yeah, pushing that. Yeah, and anytime there's hiccups, you got to. Uh, Sort of assert yourself. Push the blame on a common enemy. <laughs> enemy. Push the blame on a common enemy. God damn, dude. Yeah, the second time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah makes him up. but yeah. But yeah. It's, it's that there's a psychology involved with it that you can use usually to defuse scenarios, right? right. But I would have um, uh, folks that were on my team that like this one uh, one day this dude dropped the word lexicon. And I was like, I was like, I was like, fuck, man. I was like, my dick kind of got hard from you just dropping that fucking word, dude. Like, like it, it like you know, as far like as a like legit word. Say what? Like a legit word lexicon that sounds more like a company name. Than no, like, lexicon as far as like um like you're a like a, a vernacular vocabulary like a, something to like pull from like a reference of like like words right like almost like a rolodex in your mind that you can pull for like uh, words and whatnot. And like, like he dropped this. I was like, I was like, fuck, man. I was like, that's, like that's, 
It's fucking good. Like, that's what you're I'm on saying. my it's team. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you throw like a random word that's like big enough to hear like, I appreciate that shit. It's like, say more. Yeah. My friend V, uh, she was on a podcast. Um, uh, she, she'll she send me uh, from time to time like uh, just random words that like she'll like stumble across or like some apps like a word of the day or whatnot. She'll be, she'll be like, like, listen to this, like, like poppycock. It's an actual <laughs> word. And like synony- uh, uh, synonyms of poppycock are a uh, uh, balderdash bullshit nonsense. Yeah. And like, like it's like I, I was in middle school. They were like trying to teach you like SAT words. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I did better at the SATs in middle school than I did in high school. <laughs> <laughs> like my brain in middle school was like so sharp, and then in high school, I think I had by the time I was like the SATs, I had discovered like you know, girls. And alcohol and weed and like what? What's a seventeen-year-old boy to focus on? It wasn't. I showed up late for the SATs. I burst into the school. I don't have my pants on. And like I'm, we... I'm late, and they're handing out the <clears throat> test, and I burst out. I go wait, like I'm here. And now the long circle entails with the seventeen-year-old in Kenosha. Ah. Back again. Ooh, this is a long fucking circle. We are way back. We're bringing this all the way back. Grand mm. slam. <laughs> My God, man. That's fucking... I am so glad not to live in a city right now, though, dude. Like... I couldn't. Because, like... I couldn't. It, it's show, like so many people are leaving big cities because it's showing, yeah, people, like... People they, say, like... I remember seeing you like uh, saying your Facebook Live, and you're like Valdosta Metropolitan. You like whole quotations. And I was like, yeah, this ain't a fucking city, bro. This uh-uh. is like, if you were to take a list of, I think I may have said this before. If you take a list of all the metropolitan areas by default, I think the area has to be a hundred thousand people or more. I think so, yeah. Which so I think the Valdosta metropolitan area, I think it's like two or three counties or something, and they don't count the um, the Floridian counties. But, uh, yeah, this, it ain't a fucking city. Like, people have, like, driven through Valdosta, like, friends of mine that are, like, from, like, like, like New York and, like, other big cities are, like, is, did I miss Valdosta? Like, I, I like, I nah, said, man, that was, that was at 16 square blocks. That's the said, downtown. We're living in Florida. I used to tell people, like, yeah, I'm from Valdosta. They're, like, where's that? I was, like, all right, so go 75, and it's the first town with a Walmart. Yeah. That's Valdosta. Yeah. It's also got a state university and a military base as well. Take them two out, this shit ain't nothing. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, it's... I, I think I believe now that the safest cities are going to be the ones where there's a military base nearby. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Well, maybe, but... As far as like what we're seeing with like unrest and whatnot... Like I think I think there's something about like the culture of like when you have that many people that they're like, Hey, America's good. We want America to prosper and improve. Anything that isn't working, we wanna fix and keep moving forward. Yeah, you know, I think anytime they deploy something, it's gonna deploy in a vacuum. So we're like anything that's like nothing there, they will put the people there. So like people that are like here, there's a military town. They're going to push their people somewhere where there's not military. So the military town. Mm, I see what you're saying. People are gone already, so now there's a vacuum. Mm. Yeah. 
I see that. Well, I mean, arguably, same thing happened with some of these uh, 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 depositions that happened under Bush and Obama, like in uh, in Libya, they got rid of Gaddafi, right? And while things weren't really that great under Gaddafi, at the same time, the barbarian horde wasn't in charge of Libya, and now they're in charge of Libya. So like all like all the all the population in that country is like now suffering and many are in slavery in um parts of Nigeria they're having Christian genocide in parts of the country where like if they don't uh, you know kowtow to what whatever the the mob wants so to me it doesn't matter if the mob has a holy book behind them or they have. Uh, the Communist man- Manifesto behind them, or they have uh, fucking uh, Origin of the Species behind them. Like, I, I, I don't care. I don't like the mob mentality. That uh, what, what was the, the uh, slip you had earlier? You're talking about uh, herd immunity. Herd mentality? Like, that's a dangerous fucking thing, man. It's a funny saying, too. It's like, most anything like above war invasion always breaks it down to the basic aspect of religion yeah yeah what you believe yeah right and I, I think a big problem I see from a lot of folks that they're st- I don't understand why they're still supporting the Democrats they're they're leftists and yet they're still like like we need to we need to get Biden in the office I'm like for what? For what? He's a he's just a fucking puppet, man. He's a fucking puppet. But I, I don't understand why there's how old? Yeah, old enough to have the onset dementia. Seventies? Like seventy eight, I think is how old he is. Do you ever like look at your grandpa and be like, he could be president? I would, but he died before he got to seventy eight. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Even then it's like, okay, my my grandpa's in his seventies. Yeah. He could run this fucking free world. Trump is some sort of an, an anomaly because I think they probably cloned him, and like that's how he's able to be like in all these places and tweet at once. He's kind of like the Santa Claus at the mall. You, you know, about, it's it's, like the real Trump is at the North Pole. But you want to talk about this like woke mentality? Mm-hmm. People all be like, "Oh, I'm woke." Yeah, with with, with quotes. Yeah, uh, it's thrown around. Like I know you can't see it right now, but it's like. Double-ended, like, they're, fully. They're hard quotes, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Like, yeah. And however you identify, they're hard. So if you want to you like somebody that's woke, younger age, bro. Yeah. Put somebody that's woke at an age that they've seen some shit on one life and the next life. Like, they're completely in two different generations. That's where Kennedy was. Yeah, he was uh, youngest president ever elected. Yeah, forty-two or forty-three. 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 Like there's there's something to that, you know? Like to where he say, "I've seen the bullshit. I don't like it. I'm about to change it." Yeah, you know what? He got a bull in the head. That's why. Yeah, that's uh something that draws me to um Dan Crenshaw from Texas. He uh, his Instagram. He's the guy with the eye patch. Um, the congressman, his Instagram, everything he votes on, he talks about and he unpacks. He says why he did or did not vote for it. He 
talks about bills that people introduce. He's like, let's talk about what's in this bill. See, like, that's, that's a politician I can respect. If you're going to like vote for something, tell me why. I think he's a Navy SEAL, if I'm not mistaken. I'm saying, like, if you're going to vote, if you're going to vote for anything, and I elected you to this position, mm-hmm. tell me why. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, there. Whenever we have these things that they're, they sound really awesome, right? So like the, um, the uh, Paris Climate Accord, where like with a word, you're like, well, yeah, of course I want that. That sounds, that sounds great, you know? Um, hang on. It's a slight mishap. We might have lost some of the conversation. We're back on. Uh, yeah, we're back on. Fuck! Oh! I don't know how much was lost. Or so much lost. good talk, like. Oh my god, dude! Fuck you, man! Like, you're not getting back. You're not getting back. Oh my lord! It's gonna, it's gonna be a boring conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't duplicate what I said. So. Oh my gosh! Here's here's something. Hang on, hang on. We're gonna pause it real quick. Hang on. <sighs> Damn it to hell. Never happened before. Never happened before. Of course. I'm that type, bro. <laughs> I'm that type. It's like everything's new. <laughs> uh, there is there is one I was going if you if you notice like throughout the conversation I, I reach over to the laptop and I I hit something. I'm hitting save, right? Because always save. Abs always be saving. So I've been doing this the whole time. Say what? Oh yeah, we're going. So some after the uh, the first pee break, it looks like something happened where the wave file. That whenever it gets recorded, it gives it a title, right? It's like like clip two part one, clip two part two, or oh, whatever. Damn it, man! So you lost all that content to us saying like I'm running for president, and like I had the greatest speech ever, saying like <laughs> the American people could rally around me, and they would be like so like fuck everybody else. I'm for you, Tyler Conrad, and you lost it. So you know what? Hey, I'm sorry, people, but you know what? Just vote for me for me anyway. It's all good. I mean, to quote Donald Trump in 2016, what have you got to lose? <laughs> well, here's where we're at now, Donald. <laughs> so, put a people's person in office. I'm pretty sure that it was like a part of what I said, but you know, it's lost in the files, so. It may not be lost. I may I'm, I may just have lost it, mm. as in my, my own mental constitution. Yeah. There, there's still there's still a while. Um, are you still good on time? I'm just saying 2024, write my name in. Say what? 2024, write my name oh, in. Oh, write your name in, 2024. <laughs> um, are you good on time? Right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, fuck it, man. Whatever. Yeah, shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I cleared my schedule for this. Likewise, I didn't have anything on my schedule, but like that's always my thing with like arranging the podcast. It's just like, all right, like you, you just tell me when's a good day for you. If it's during the week, like 
I'm a corporate whore. I'll take off. Right. Just give me a heads up. You Monday, know, Monday through Thursday I work sixteen hour days. So I do. I do want to. I, I I do enjoy talking. You know, politics and all all this stuff with you as well. But I don't talk anything. I know that's what I think. I was like like within like two minutes of seeing you the other night. I was like, fuck me, you want to be on the podcast? Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> I'm talking about whatever the fuck you want to. Yeah, man. Man. Like, just tell me, lead and I will follow, and then I may lead and you can follow. Yeah, it's like give or take. What's well, so, up? I was like, I, I like, I like, uh, I like the art of conversation. You know what I mean? Because I hate small talk. I like to be proven wrong at some point. Depends on what we're talking about. Yeah, but it's like at the same time, it's like I want to know something. Like these are the facts I know. What do you know? Is it different? Mm-hmm. Tell me. If it's different, I'm open. Well, I like I like different perspectives because like I like the nuance of it all. Right? So I yeah. like unpacking ideas. Right and like try. That's the only way you get to truth, anyways, is by trying you, to like I said keep earlier, it an open mind. Like I said earlier, people like just take an opinion or one small fact and they're like, "This is it. That's what I'm running with for the rest of my life." Yeah, that's what we're going with. Kids, you're atheists now. There yeah. is no God. <laughs> There's no hope either. This girl broke up with me, so there is obviously no God. So oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's that's incel atheism. I think. Samantha, she slept with Brian, and I told her that I, that I loved her. She didn't do it. If God was real, he wouldn't allow this to happen. No, if God was real, he likes Brian. <laughs> That's where you're missing out on it, bud. Brian was the he was the chosen one. I'm thinking, what was it? Fucking, there will be blood. Yeah. Like, he's like, it was Paul. Paul was the chosen one. <laughs> Stop your crying, you sniveling ass. God damn. Where was Eli when Paul was suckling at his mother's feet? Damn. You're just damn. an afterbirth, Eli. Crawled out of your mother's mouth. Daniel Day Lewis is a dying breed. Man, he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Somebody that immerses themselves. I had no idea he was even alive during the Civil War and president. That was fucking incredible. <laughs> he does it all. There was, um, speaking of Daniel Day-Lewis, there was, I, th- I think he was doing Hamlet, but there was, he was uh, a stage actor, right? And, you know, he's he's one of these guys that he's, um, I don't know if he would call himself a method actor, but he, he immerses himself in the role, like, totally. He lives it. Yeah, like, through and through. There was one movie, uh, My Left Foot, he was, like, paralyzed. He was paralyzed even whenever the cameras were off rolling. Like, he made people carry him, like, when he couldn't get up the steps, and he said he used... Whatever the uh, insults they use about, like, what a fucking selfish, self-righteous Hollywood prick to <laughs> do this. He said he used that to fuel, like, struggles the character would have gone through. But he said there was, a, there was one time on stage, and I believe it was Hamlet, I could be mistaken, but a character's dead father's ghost comes to him, and Daniel Day-Lewis thought his dead father came to him and he had a nervous breakdown on stage and would not go back out on stage they had to finish the play without him like and uh, supposedly it may have changed since then this was a few years ago but he won't go back on stage like after that experience like he becomes that immersed in the role that he had trauma from uh, seeing his dead father father come to him in the play 
on stage that's and then true. in yeah. front of a crowd of people nonetheless. That's that's immersed. That's seriously all man. better. So hey, ninety degrees. Well, ninety-eight degrees. I prefer nine, them. That was go. that was uh. That's three sixty. So one eighty. Let's do one eighty. Let's do it. Let's do one eighty. Just talk about some random shit. So <laughs> broken hearts. Hmm. Hmm. That's where we're going now. Is your heart broken, sir? It's healing. Well, time heals most mental wounds. You think so? Well, if you don't get over it, then that becomes your life, right? And personally, I don't want my life to be defined by things that I consider to be low vibrational. So that would be anything from my own failures, my mistakes, heartbreak, misery, pain, regret, shame, like any of these things. Now granted, I don't want to repress them to where it's like, I'm not going to learn from anything. Like, like no. It's like, always a lesson to be learned. Absolutely. Don't. Always. If, if you do wrong, you shouldn't do the same, you shouldn't make the same mistake twice. No, never. You know? So, I try to live by that philosophy. But, as far as broken heart shit, man, like I've I've been in love. I'm a like I'm an I'm an artist, so like I I've been in love like probably like like twelve, thirteen times. No, you know what? <laughs> I'll say this much. I've bought I've been wrong probably five or six of all those times. <laughs> I bought two engagement rings. Mm. They've been married. I've uh, I've been engaged once. Me too. That was that was it. Um, it didn't work out. And then uh, I'm not the same person I was. Like now that I was uh, three yeah. years three years ago, that's when I was engaged. You learn from that shit. Yeah, yeah. I took uh, took some time off for myself and uh, humbling experience. Trying to you know sort of like back to square zero. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta figure out. But like every time you come back to like square zero, you're like. God damn, I'm older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like shit. Like, but I this will is not. I imagine at score zero at thirty something. Like, fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, I found myself at thirty four, and I was uh, back home living with my mom and dad. I was like, fuck, man. Well, surprise, I, uh, surprise, you listeners. I'm like about to be thirty two, and that's where I'm at right now. I have a very drastic change in career choices so at the moment I'm at that so I I uh it didn't make any panties drop but like I was very fortunate <laughs> to be able to have like family that like were like like well it's, yeah stupid come back and a, like get your a, shit together it's a very g- weird trade off where like hey your family is like hey come back here regroup do what you gotta do but at the same time that you do that, you're like, hey, I'm so human. I want to, like, do shit and, like, meet girls and shit. And oh, like, yeah. Well, hey, you want to hang out? Um, sorry, we can't go to my place. My roommates, <coughs> parents, <laughs> don't really approve of that. So, I mean, like, where do you want to go? <laughs> it happens. Um, that was uh, <coughs> when I had saved up enough money. I think it was, like, it had been, like, 
nine months, ten months, and I was like, alright, find a spot out in the country and just sort of stay there. And that's a good spot we've got. Yeah, yeah, so that's... I fucking love it, bro. Yeah, that's, that's what I've done. And, um, it, I mean, it was a humbling experience, but since then, I started, uh, it was probably, I don't know, probably like six months or so after I got the, the engagement, you know, just fell apart and we were done. And, like, I started dating again, and good lord, like, there, I learned that I don't have the patience for so much bullshit. Like, dating in my 30s where I'm just like, man, like, this is who I am. I want to improve, but this is my personality. Like, and you, there's... I had, I had some uh, some girl that she was uh, talking to me about uh, like why I didn't like social justice warriors. And I was like, well, they're ideological supremacists. I find that ideological supremacy is evil, you know? Like you you want to be able to have a dialogue and you want to be able to have dissent from an idea. And she uh, asked me something about like Planned Parenthood. And I was like, I was like, well, I was like, like my opinion is kind of complex. I was like, I, uh, I think legislatively the government has no business telling anybody what they can do with their body. But personally, I think it's gross. I think it's killing a life. And I, I don't I don't condone it. That's just me. The people I don't like. But people... uh, my big thing was with Planned Parenthood. I was like, I think Planned Parenthood is an evil company. They were started with a goal of a eugenicist to uh, minimize and eradicate uh, uh, non-white persons from America. It's a bad company. I think that's a bad idea. I think most people would agree that that's a bad uh, ideology to have. And she twisted it into me saying that I was scared that they there were going to be uh, like the white race was being diminished like over time. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I'm talking about a company that the goal was eliminating brown people. And here you're talking about like she she took this idea of in her mind what she I guess thinks is a a right winger, right? And then you become that. That's it, bro. It's like, I will always like live my life how I feel. Don't ever push your ideology on me to make me feel guilty for how I feel. Fuck not. Well, I mean, especially, like, if the ideology is poisonous, that's one thing. But if you're just talking about, like, I mean, fuck, man. Like, if you don't agree with what I believe... You are an infidel. You're evil. You know what I'm I mean? I'm just another person. I yeah. don't agree with you what you say. Yeah. I mean, like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about drug laws? I'm going to agree with a lot of the progressives. Are we talking about gun laws? I'm going to agree with almost all of the Bible thumpers. We can have a healthy conversation, but don't ever push your shit on me to where I feel guilty. Yeah. It's not going to happen. 100% not going to happen. I'm not going to feel guilty about anything how I feel. Fuck no. I'm going to feel guilty about the wrong things I've done. Not about like... there's this. There seems to be like this fetishization now where... If you're, if you're a... Um, if you're like some sort of a, a white dude that you have to... Uh, you, 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 have to you have to acknowledge like all the stuff. What's like, bro, you sound like the fucking church. 
you sound like the church coming to me with a pamphlet and all this literature that, oh, you should really read this. You should really look into this. You should really focus in on this. Like, there's a guy, Tim Poole, whom I follow and really like. Uh, he, he was uh, doing a, a news story about one of the trending top books on Amazon was uh, a book on white fragility that is written by a racist with like the notions of encouraging discrimination on race. And it's like, these are really poisonous ideas yeah. and they're just passing it off as just, well, no, you just don't understand the full complex of it. It's like, yeah, you sound like you're letting the idea cuckold your brain is what it sounds like. And I, I'm, I'm not about the cuckoldry of literal or a mental uh, state whatsoever. I would easily fight a white racist and black racist at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like assholes. I don't like people that they they think that just because they quote unquote know something that they have the right to enforce their world onto other people. Like that's that's wrong. That's what bullies do. I don't yeah. like bullies. Brown shirts. Yeah, yeah. Because the anti-fascists. Uh, Antifa is just a state of mind. It's not really an organization. That's really funny. Why do you have chapters in major cities? Like, you have fucking Rose City Antifa. Right. You have, like, New York Antifa. It's, all good. it's, all good. it's funny. Like, these states of minds have chapters that you can find in geographical locations. It's all you got to set them down to is brown shirts. And if someone doesn't know what brown shirts is, look into, like, 1939. Just Google that. Google 1939 and brown shirts. Yeah. People telling other people You're what wrong. is what. You're wrong. Yeah. This is what's right. Get with it or get against it and you're going to get fucked up. There is, um, not a fan of all this stuff, um, but I like his change my mind stuff. But Steven Crowder, he had uh, one change my mind. I think the change my mind series is, aside from the meme, I think, I think it's really culturally significant because it's encouraging a dialogue and peaceably. And you see some people that get so triggered that they think that they can bring violence and shut down a dialogue between other people that want to have a dialogue. And then these you know thought police, these moral police step in. And like you know, they shout all these terms to like demonize somebody and be like, "Well, we shouldn't have free speech." Whenever you're X, Y, and Z, this they're the same tactics that things like the brown shirts and uh, the uh, 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 Bolsheviks and uh, uh, communists and other authoritarian groups use to demonize opposition uh, culturally, publicly, whatever. So it was a fear tactic to be like, well, if you support this, then we're going to have to deal with you. This is it. You know? I'm, I'm not the person that's like extreme, like pro-Trump to where like, I'll put that shit on my fucking car, like I'll, I'll fly flag. I'm not that type. Like I, I agree with some of his ideologies. I agree with some of like things he says. Like, yeah. Like, but also at the same time, I disagree with some shit he says. But when you got people that says like, hey, more more MAGA hat. I wear. Uh, I have a pro-Trump flag, and you got people assaulting these people for that. Yeah, for how they're dressed. For that. Yeah. Just because of what they said, not even what they said. Yeah, just they, how they're dressed. What they wore, what they had, what they f- banish. 
and you're gonna assault somebody for that who the fuck are you to do that kind of shit there's there's some news story happened in the past two weeks where the, these two grown women they're in their 20s they uh, accosted a child for wearing a MAGA hat like stole the hat from them and then like they're shouting like all this nasty stuff at a kid and then they get arrested for stealing I think one of them like destroyed the hat or something but they get arrested for it and then you have people being like like can you believe that they arrested these women this is awful it's like bro if that was your child and they came up to your child based on what they were wearing and like accosted them and destroyed their clothing they're lucky they didn't get their fucking ass whooped if like somebody accosts like like my blood Fuck that, dude. I don't give a damn how you identify or what's between your legs. You don't fucking, like, touch a fucking child like that, bro. How many times have you seen the news that, like, somebody got assaulted for having a pro-Biden hat? I haven't seen a pro-Biden hat, sir. I haven't seen one pro-Biden thing. That's another thing about that I, I, like, and, and, and again, like, I'm, I'm not a Trump supporter. It depends on what are we talking about. I've said since uh, the first start of right, this. Right, I'm there with you. Yeah, at the start of this podcast. What are we talking about? I'll tell you what I'm with or for. Yeah, on at the first Give episode. The of this, first episode of this podcast, I said that Trump is a godsend because he has become a catalyst for consciousness in the American psyche, and I, I still believe that that like he he has done something. You have folks now that were leftists. And like liberals and moderates that are now like, hey, I don't like Trump, but I'm not voting for Biden and the DNC machine. You get deep politicians saying like, oh no, fuck him. He's about to uproot the system. Yeah. Like, I'm not for that. Well, what system are they talking about? Because what it seems like, there's a database you can go to for all the scrutiny that the QAnon uh, folks fall under. There's truth in every conspiracy, right? You you got to look into it. There is there, some truth there. So yeah. there's a database you can go to on Google Docs of all things, where you can look at all the notable uh, n- uh, notable human trafficking and pedophile arrests since the Trump administration started, and there has been more in the past uh, almost four years of Trump than there has been in the past three presidents combined. There, there's, there's something afoot. So when they talk about, well, he's going to dismantle the whole system. If you're talking about what they're doing with human trafficking and uh, selling out, they're taking our taxpayer money and they're giving it to other countries. They're giving it to other countries and other businesses, and they're not fixing the communities to where that's where the tax money should be going. Is to the local communities first, right? It, it's almost been like a since that like the past presidents has been like figurehead, and like now Trump walks in, and it's like presidency something we should care about. Yeah, all, all of a sudden, like yeah. we should care about the presidency because a fucking game show host. Real estate gangster fucking made it to the White House and didn't give a fuck. He destroyed his uh, quote-unquote peers in the Republican Party. What people don't understand, these aren't their peers, it's their competition. So when Bernie Sanders was being a fucking cuck boy to Joe Biden and saying, he's my friend, Joe Biden, 
Fuck you, Bernie. That's your competition. If your ideas are for the people and you're a populist, then you should be saying, fuck Joe Biden. Right? He didn't do that. But Trump did that. He did that. He tore down Jeb Bush. He tore down, like, uh, uh, Rand Paul, like, uh, uh, like, all those guys. And you know what? It resonated with the people where they were like, hey, I don't really care much about politics, but this shit is interesting. And I'm going to fucking tune into this. Not only that, as soon as he got office, the people that he was opposed to in the RNC, he was like, hey, you want a job? Mm -hmm. Like, Ben Carson ran against him. He's like, hey, you want a job, bro? Yeah. Get my cabinet. Like, I got you. Yeah. Like, some of the cabinet choices have been, I think, just absolutely stupid. Oh yeah, some yeah. Some, I, I, like I that Betsy, Betsy, yeah. Betsy, Devon, the dumbass, whatever, this whatever. Man, this man ain't perfect. We need Jesus in the school. <laughs> Suck my dick. If if that was a variable and you said Muhammad or you said Darwin or what, like like any any like variable in there, kiss my ass. You know what we need in the schools? We need we need more. We need we need better. We need, we need competition. Discipline. We need discipline. We need discipline. You need to teach kids to not um, believe the history you want them to believe, you need to prepare them for the real world. You need See, to talk, talk to them about credit scores. You need to talk to them about voting. You need to talk to them about uh, how their community is affected by uh, uh, tax uh, money that is given back to the government. Uh, yeah. You need to talk, like all these things, life skills. Tell, teach them how to grow food. Teach them how to hunt if they need to hunt. History is always written by the victors. That's why I'll never name my son Victor. Never. <laughs> but history. Like, sorry, son. You're a loser. You were born to be a loser. That's how we named you. Otherwise, we would have named you Victor. History is always written by the victors, though. Always. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. You can go back to any ancient history, and it's always going to be biased. What's What's funny is, okay. What is the most Evil enemy that America has faced. Top of your, top of your head that we've defeated. Quickest answer you got. Fascism with Nazis. Okay, so Nazis. That's that's what I was hoping you would say. Um, I, I agree. I think it's an evil ideology. What is really what? funny about the modern scope of it is that we don't look at the ties it has to. I like the uh, I like the horseshoe diagram of politics where the fringes become closer together to themselves, right wing and left wing, than they do from the center. So like with Nazism... Can I take it back? Can I take it back? Hang on, hang on. So with Nazism, (laughs) just for example, with what we're taught, we are not taught, one, that what they're talking about is National Socialism are left-leaning ideals. That they're left wing. The other thing we don't want to talk about from the right wing is that they got church money. They had money from the right wing, from the Vatican, was pushing money. Yeah. History books don't talk about either of these, yet they are the evil thing, right? And you look at the modern scope of uh, politics now, and who are the two uh, loudest uh, voices? It's the left wing and the religious right. They're the two loudest. I'm, I'm taking back my answer, though. Mm. Because when I said with fascism with the Nazis, we were forced into that after we already declared war with imperialism with the Japanese. Yeah. So when you say biggest, I say imperialism with the Japanese because we fought that war before the Nazis and after. 
the Nazis were in the middle ground. We fought them before and after. That's what got us in World War II, December 7th. And also, May 1945, that's when the Nazis were defeated. It wasn't until August 1945 that the Japanese were defeated. Mm-hmm. So, Nazis were in the middle. Japanese were incumbent on both sides. Right. But culturally, that's who we're taught is the great evil. Right? Right. Like, they're, they're, they're like, oh, well, thank God. We got Even uh, South Park, they did a... Uh, they did a, a really awesome uh, video game, uh, The Stick of Truth, where the enemy is Nazi zombies. And the joke is, is everybody, like, they're always there. It's like Nazi zombies. It's like the greatest evil you can imagine. It's like, oh, it's zombies. But they're Nazis, too. Like, so it's because of how cliche and trite it yeah, is. But, yeah, but saying, like, uh, with the Nazis, they're more in the human aspect of life where... I'm lost, so I'm gonna surrender. Japanese were like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna fucking die to the last man." The Japanese had never lost a war. the The Russo-Japanese War at the, the yeah. I think it ended 1901 was they pretty much just both withdrew to where they were. Yeah, but they got the, they got a chunk of land out of it though. So, but they they had never uh, yeah they had never suffered defeat they were always the empire of Japan the undefeated empire which you could understand back in the day before jet travel and like all this like there there's even um, there's indigenous uh, cultures so there's uh, American Indians on the west coast that their some of their fashion from like uh, 19th and 17th century is like samurai influenced like. Now, how how would they get there? We're taught that like, oh, there was no there was no Pacific uh, route that was going on. Nobody was traveling back and forth. <laughs> nope, nobody was. Nobody. In fact, uh, England was the, they were the first ones. England came here first. They were the first ones. The great great English Empire. But like samurai culture, that's like I guess the roots of like the warrior because like they fought for their lord and they got called upon and they did that. It's it's the same thing. Same thing you can compare to like modern day militarism with America. Mm-hmm. So that you call upon, you do it, and you just fight for it. You got that pride of like, I'm fighting for this. Like no matter what, I'm gonna die for this. Yeah, it's like a samurai because like even with they got done and they got expended and like they were like you know their lord was like we're done. They still had that like mentality to where like no matter what, like I'm gonna die for this shit. And that's like the American day veteran right now. Yeah. It's like, if there's a riot in my city, like, I'm going to defend my country. I haven't seen... Modern day samurai. I, I haven't seen, you know, not, not necessarily initially, uh, it was going on uh, with a, the George Floyd protest, but recently, anytime I've seen stuff where it's at these riots that of course you know they're mostly peaceful protests that's what CNN calls them they're mostly peaceful protests suck my dick CNN um, <laughs> but where people are like a, like a, I have a I have military experience it's like well, that, that, that doesn't really tell me that much man because you like you you look like you might have had military experience 20 years ago <laughs> yeah like I mean, it's, it's shit, kind of, I was an athlete 20 years ago. It's kind, of, it's kind of the same thing where, like, you see, like, infomercials at, like, 2 a.m. They're like, oh, military, great. It's like, 
Bitch, you know military like buy shit at Lowe's Bitter. Like you say military grade, I'm like, I'm gonna shy away from this. Like somebody said, like I'm not military grade. But like okay, you're probably you know you can withstand some shit. I'll buy that. There's a in the uh, uh, audio uh, community. There's this thing like anytime you see gear that's labeled like professional, avoid it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's not professional. Like and that it. There's some like weird like history where like somebody uh, uh, it's an audio nerd would be like well it goes back to this article that uh, was uh, written about Bruce Wayne in uh, 1982 after Thriller was such a success like I I can't remember it but um, <laughs> there's something to where like as far as a market they all started like you're talking about military grade where it's like professional audio professional microphone <laughs> professional cable professional microphone profession were you talking about yeah exactly like like I have a piece of paper that doesn't mean I'm professional with anything <laughs> right. like, in the slightest like I think uh, I don't know if this one I mean I, I jerk off a couple times a day and you know what I'm a professional at it so you're gonna take my piece of paper and say like hey I, I haven't even earned a piece of paper for jerking off like well you know what I'll touch I'll get you in touch with a guy that I know and you know he'll print you out <laughs> then a, another joke of mine is like it's like like what are the t- top ten hand jobs you've ever had it's like oh man well by default nine and a half of them are myself <laughs> exactly it's like I can't even write a hand job it's just like waiting for something else it's just like hmm yeah, it's cool and everything, but hey, put your mouth on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like sitting on the beach is cool too, you know. But like, like I'm not gonna come from it. Yeah, you know, like that's that's kind of like what a hand job is like. Except it's just like you know, with a with an erection. You I know? enjoy this, but something could be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, do you like this? It's like, well, I, y- yes. I don't hate it, but I mean, is you you're just discovering. He and I go way back. Like, <laughs> it was like 11 or 12 whenever I discovered this guy. So, <laughs> so what do you what do you think is going to happen with the uh, with the remainder of the year? You think it's going to get more chaotic towards election day, or do you think it's um? <laughs> so it's, I think it's going to die down a lot after November. I can see that. Well, there's, there's there's just too much shit that plays into, like, the election year. And people think, like, oh, my God, like, it's just all conspiracy. It's like, no, look at the fucking habits, bro. Like, history make habits. And it just what it is. Like, after November, I feel like a lot of this shit is going to just die off completely. Whatever it is, or it's, whether it's the social injustice or the fucking virus or... Anything like that, there's gonna be a lot that just dies off. I hope so. Like I, I, man, it'd be nice to like get back to normalcy. Like I, I don't like going through like social media and seeing people in masks screaming, fucking vitriol and hatred at people without masks in public. Like there's people like screaming at kids. It's like, what the fuck is the matter with you, man? Like, what is the matter with you? The only reason I am wearing a mask in public is because I want my goddamn groceries. 
and they have a sign that says you gotta have your face covered so whatever I'll put on my fucking bandit mask to get my groceries and when I go off and or assuming when I'm done I'm taking it off uh, I'll say this I see a sword like at the door it says like mask required I just walk in without a mask I'm like tell me otherwise CDC guideline is on a fucking law I did see in Valdosta that they passed some shit the same mm-hmm. way you're required mask to wear in yeah. public but at the same time on Monday if Kemp does not renew a state of emergency then it's just gonna be no dust in the wind yeah dust in the wind here's another thing and I don't I don't have the figures in front of me to back this up so take it with a grain of salt <laughs> but um, I saw something to where some cities or municipalities are they're being incentivized with money due to being shut down to be like, hey, if you put in a mask mandate or uh, some other type of mandate, a curfew mandate, like any of these provisions, they compensate them financially. You can even take that shit out of context of with, without the fucking pandemic to where farmers would get paid not to grow a product to not flood a market. Yeah. So backwards. It's so backwards. So you're telling me you're going to pay me more money to not grow something that I get paid for just because it's going to flood the market and devalue the status quo. It's like, in your in your stature, you're going to be like, okay, fine, yeah, I'll take that more money. But in the broad scheme of things, it's like, bro, like, capitalism. I can what the fuck I want to. I can sell what I want to. Yeah. But these guys are paying you more money to, like, not grow shit. Yeah, those... That sort of mentality is... as If, if you foster it, is why we don't really have capitalism, right? And in capitalism, what happens is when a business fails, they don't get a government bailout. No, they it fail. It fails. It's gone. They have to find a way to compete. So what arguably we have is it's a corporatocracy. So you can, from that, you can determine is it cor- know, corporate I've, fascism, corporate socialism? I don't even know what the title is. Crony capitalism, but it's not capitalism. Where what capitalism is, is the free market, the free exchange of goods and services. What is the title of what we have? I would is, have is there a title? I, I would think. Well, it's again, it's a it's a corporate ran government right so like even the United States itself is a corporation like it went bankrupt in the uh, 18 was even, even 1871 to- I think and like from then it was a corporation right so like it like when you start like actually looking at this and then understanding the laws of uh, logic as far as how they argue like politics right and policies and like you can start to unpack some of the stuff where it's like that is so stupid it's like I, I hear you but this is how it operates even if like, you go back to what I said it's like the government says like I will pay you more money to not grow this shit yeah why is the government overreaching so much to infringe on my capitalism I want to grow this so I can sell it like that that's what I see in myself and my family it's like it's my life the style I'm going to grow this shit this is what I do I grow this product and I sell it. Yep. The government's saying like, hey, 
Now I'm in your life. Like, look at my arm overreaching. <laughs> Don't sell this. And I'll give you more money. Yeah. The fuck is that? Like, yeah. government fuck off. Like, that's the whole reason the Civil War started. People say, like, oh, it's, so, it's over slavery. No. No, the over- Articles of Confederation were over slavery. That's the, the oligarchs themselves for slavery the on people. The Civil War started over states' rights. But states' rights to do what? Whatever they wanted. That, there, therein lies the problem, though. It's whenever you have people that... These people that uh, believe in the ideology of people as property or commodity, right? So whenever it was unchecked, these ideological principles that were in the Declaration of Independence but weren't really brought into the Constitution, i.e. that uh, all, all men, all people are created equal and deserve equal treatment under the law, Right. that they you have inalienable rights that are God-given, none they can't be taken away from you. Well, the idea was that, well, they're not a person, though, because they're property. It's a slave. So that if you look at the Articles of Confederation... Like this, this is like the primary factor because the economy was based on slave. Uh, it was uh, yeah. uh, on like yeah. a slave, slave economy. Yes, yeah, slave yeah. labor. There you go. So like it's in order to give proper nuance, it was on states' rights. So what what the problem is? The problem is on whenever we say it was on states' rights, we have to address like on what. But whenever we state that the Civil War was about the solely uh, against the idea of people as property, it doesn't really solve the problem and it doesn't really talk about it honestly because one thing that happened in the fallout of that was that there's an amendment that was made that made you a citizen of the United States of America and not the state that you were in. You became a citizen of the state and the United States of America. Right? So in this, there's a loophole and some sort of legalese that they'll use to, as as you put it, overreach at a federal level what a state can do. Unfortunately, because it's not addressed as like the notion of people as property, and uh, I think the 13th does it, and then it says that unless they're. punishment of committing a crime so there's another fucking problem like yeah. in that whole fucking amendment right there but it, it then presents this that the federal government can tell you a state if your state if your local community votes on something like where some of these uh, folks that like they can like grow pot and sell it for the market like I, I believe in drug legalization like all together and decriminalization I think all if, all of it. I think that what should happen for stuff that is dangerous, really bad, right? Guy have a doctor's note. If you're caught with it without a doctor's note, confiscate it. At max, if you want to tax them for your troubles, then give them a ticket. It's a misdemeanor. We don't imprison people. You know what we should be imprisoning? People that are bringing violence to other people, not Viol- people that are in possession of contraband. I think that anything as far as our drug laws need to be rescoped altogether as far as is it readily available in nature? If it is, i.e. things like pot, psilocybin mushrooms, ayahuasca, Uh, the vine that it uh, grows from and peyote, the cactus that it grows in these are not controlled substances these are readily available in nature so we can't 
try to enforce laws on nature, right? I think most no. right-wingers that are about the binary conversation would agree with that. No, I... Oh, ah, yes, yes, yes. The quiet nothing. Now that we're alone, I'd like to talk to you for a minute about water. Water's essential. It's part of us. Most of, most of us are actually made mostly of water, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't have a sponsor as of yet, but I wanted this show to be sponsored by water. It's there whenever I cry. It's needed whenever I pee. Whenever I drink. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm no scientician. I don't know these things. I'm just a dude. But water. You tell me when you're rolling because I'm fucking ready. Oh, I, I just kept it on. Oh. I gave, I gave, a, there, I had a short ad break for water. <laughs> oh, okay. So, anything, how I feel, on God's green earth is fucking open to humanity to where, like, cocaine from the cocoa plant or whatever it fuck comes from. I don't think kids should be allowed to buy uh, controlled substances or drugs, and I think if you do sell to kids... I think that should be a criminal offense. You're bringing inhumanity to that, to like selling Here, shit. Here's my thing. The 10th Amendment, if I'm not mistaken, the 10th Amendment talks about any rights that are not uh, granted in this, uh, uh, this, this document or whatnot are left unto the states themselves or the people. Now, or, or the people. Dude, the people know this? I'm a people. <laughs> <laughs> so People outside of you, do they know this? I'm, I'm, I'm saying you should, you should, uh, every, everybody should value the Constitution. That's the game we want to play in, right? So, that's, just it. that's like, the people, Tenth Amendment. People just don't know their rights. They don't know what they can or cannot do. And they right. just like... Here's the shitty part. So you may cheap. still go to jail. You may still get your ass kicked. And even, you may still die. But if you know it and you survive, you will win. And you'll be victorious within the eyes of the law. Now, that is a lot better than some reactionary politics bullshit that they encourage with like, like burn it down. Nah, fuck that. You, you, because you know what they're going to do? They're just going to turn on the sprinklers. Just going to bring in the fire department. They're just going to bring yeah. in the fire extinguishers. They're, they're ready for your little feeble bullshit that you bring. Your little like, oh, we've got, we've got our, our slogans and we're angry as heck. God darn it. <laughs> like, they're ready for all that. You got to learn to play the game. So the Tenth Amendment, that, that's one thing I believe. I believe that. Anybody that has been arrested under the Controlled Substance Act should be pardoned fully, 100%. They should be uh, released from uh, prison altogether. Uh, I believe anybody that has been uh, any uh, a felon that has been uh, released, I believe that they should be able to vote in every election. I believe all their rights fully, including the right to have a firearm again, should be reinstated. That's what I said. I seen something the other day that said, like, uh, so a felon gets out of whatever jam up he was in, right? And now he's a free person. Mm -hmm. And he can't vote. Yeah. So what is that? 
Yeah, he goes. To, he gets. A Here's job. the thing. No, he's no, still no, getting. No, he's no, still no. getting taxed. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm leading right there. Man gets a job, right? Uh huh. He's gonna get taxed by fucking federal Medicaid, whatever. And guess what? He can't vote. What is that called? Taxation without representation. I'm sorry. Is that not how this country was founded? That it people don't know that that's how it like it operates. They're sold into this Disney sideshow circus. And they're 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 thinking they're just like like well I like this person's personality. It's like bro, if you just trust me, if you just take a second, what's your least favorite politician? Okay, now submerge yourself in what people that love that politician what they're talking about, and then you're gonna have a much better idea of how the world actually operates. Sun Tzu, know thy enemy, right? Like Our war, yeah. So it's crazy. If, and we can read. If you're listening, read Sun Tzu Art of War. Like, this is the greatest book you'd ever read. You can apply that shit to everything. Do you play chess? I do. Dude, after we uh, after we finish here, let's play a fucking game of chess, man. You, you got, you got time. Ass. You probably kill my ass. But Dude, anything can happen in a game of chess, man. The first time I play with somebody is always, like, nerve-wracking because anything can happen. Even if it's their first time playing. It's like, you don't know their strategy. You're just like, oh, my God. Like, okay, he did this. Like, he's probably thinking this. Maybe he's a rookie. Maybe not. It's like, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I... Like, dude, like, chess and poker, like, those are my fucking, like, where, where, like, competition, that part of my, like, brain kicks in. It's not about, well, how, can you get the ball in the hoop? Can you run fast? Can you hit somebody hard? It's like, bro, I I am, at best, mediocre at all of those things. I love poker because, like, you can deceive so much. You're just, like, you look at some cards and you're like, oh. You didn't even do that, like, you're like, whatever. Like, yeah, I was just bad. Like, yeah, whatever. You know, got some fucking, like, uh, maybe pocket ace. I don't know, pocket ace has never did me well, but, you know, ace 10. Ace 10 is probably my best hand. Right. Well, like, one thing I love about poker is um, it's almost something that I love about, um, uh, <laughs> as weird as it may sound, something I love about meeting a woman. Is because like I'm I'm reading a situation, right? There's right. a mystery. So I'm looking at all of my competitors, which I want to have a great time with all of them, and I want to take all their fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> like as as much as it is. But um the uh, some folks will get they'll get like really stoic, like whenever they're playing. I, I tend to be more of a the wild card. Where, like, you just sort of, like, you don't know what's going to happen hand-to-hand. I'm a stoic. The stoic. It's a good it's a good role to play, you know, but, like, if you if you start paying attention to tells over enough time, like, you yeah. can, you can, you can, you can pick up on a stoic's uh, a habits and then just sort of read off of them. It's like, you know, like, Betty High. Like, I was just about to say that. As I was puffing on my book. <coughs> Betting high is a silly move. Like, well, you only, you only bet high when you got a good hand. You know, like you're just comfortable with it. Somebody that bets high when they first sit down to a table, fold, fold, and I'll just watch them because they'll they'll do that. They'll want like it's like a some dude that like uh, you just got done fighting somebody and then. It, the biggest guy in the room because I was like, all right, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> You know, or like their friends want to jump in after yeah. now you're fatigued. Like, yo, man, I'll fuck you up. It's like, 
No. You're always <laughs> taking a nap right now, but all right, let's do this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, so they'll come in to the table, and they'll just, like, throw down, like, big money. And, like, me, whenever I play poker, I just... I like to prolong the time, man. Like, it's an adventure for me. I like me. to maximize my money. And what's the best way to do that? A longer Slow poker play. game is going to play. Exactly. So, I would, um... I've, I've never played poker in a casino. I like casinos, but, like, private games, that's... That's that's what I enjoy. When I was deployed, we played poker every other night. Because every other night, that's when we were all together. So, like, that's when we played poker. When I was in college, that's how I uh, afforded uh, to be able to smoke weed was uh, our weekly poker game. Was, it was a... Uh, you could buy in as many times as you want. Yeah. Let's $20 was $20, the buy-in. Yeah. Uh, it was Texas Hold'em. Yep. And you had big blind, little blind, like... All that, and the game was called whenever either the players called it, or there was one man uh, left standing. At that time of night, you're just like, oh, fuck it, man, you got this. Dude, we we had gone before with a, uh, there was one pot I had won, it was like 5 o'clock in the morning, and when it came time to like break it up, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a third. Because, like, he had offered, like, let's split half now before the hand. And I was like, man, I was like, but one last hand. <laughs> like, one last hand. So, after I won the last hand, I was like, I was like let's, let's do a third. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't, don't just settle just yet. Like, like, half and half, it's like, I don't know, man. I worked a lot <laughs> for that pot. Give me give me one hand to show you that you ain't going to win this yeah. bitch. <laughs> it's, uh... The the same the same thing can be a a, a mask from chess. It's just you know a one on one experience. Though I've never played, but they make a four person chess board. Have you seen this? No, bro. Okay, so take a, a, a no, there's there's the board right there. Right? Yeah. Okay, so normal board, your row and my row, like two rows at the very back end, right? Okay, so the four person board takes this existing board, and then from each side two additional rows. And that's where everybody's pieces are. So the actual chessboard is an open, like, feel. Damn. There's different variants I've read. There's one where the person you're across from is your teammate, and you have to face your enemies to your left and your right. Kind of like cornhole. I I guess I've I've uh, I've dabbled, but I've never really had sex with a man before. <laughs> so we'll try it. Um, you go over it. I'm, I'm kind of old now, where I'm like, I kind of set my ways. It's like you know, if I was gonna do it, it probably would have happened already. We'll live, live a boring lifestyle. It's okay. I mean, in, in the words of uh, Dr. Seuss, or is either he or Maya Angelou that said uh, "Yolo, bitches." Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, I've always uh, talked with uh, 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 my friend. Uh, that was at the bar with me the other night uh, that, uh, about uh, find a four person uh, uh, chess board like I've seen there's some of them but like the boards I've seen they're like like these small like little like rinky dink plastic pieces and it's like man that's just sort of a lame chess board man also like wood pieces like or stone yeah like, like marble stone yeah. wood like like something where what I love about chess is that well fuck I, that give me like human size like let me like push that bitch like let me get some leg workout like I'm gonna push this 
piece to the position I wanted. One thing I love about it is like, it's kind of like music, right? It's a, it's a, a translinguistic. So it's it's beyond language. It's outside the scope of language. I can take a chessboard to anywhere in the world, any city in the world, sit down in, in a public park, put the pieces out, and just wait. And somebody, somebody, somebody will sit down and play with somebody. Them. Like I know what the fuck's going on. Like let's do this. Yeah, like that's really magical to me. Um, when and it's different. Playing on a phone is one thing where it's like, oh, cool. Like, but it's it's just the video game version of chess. Like you can't read your opponent. No. Right. Yeah. It's like video poker. It's, it's like, like man, poker. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's what I was gonna say. It's like you're not sitting there looking at him like, oh, I bet you lying. <laughs> I, especially stuff like that, like people that are it's like uh, dudes I can sort of read from like a mile away if someone's just like I bet I bet I bet like, like I got I got what you need what you want you want pills you want watches you want fucking like just go open up yeah man what you want what you want what you want what you want it's like bro I, I can see you're a hustler from a mile away and <laughs> there was one one game some dude sat down and he um there was some betting going on and like this was after he had uh, sat down and uh you know did his uh uh no I'm good thank you though uh betting big and whatnot so this was like probably like an hour into the game and I'm just being I'm being quiet because I don't know this guy and he joined in the game like we had already sat down everybody had already introduced each other like you know what I mean like we bullshat to put past tense shant yeah had a had a had a drink uh, you know uh, smoked a blunt and then like had the game like underway he joined in later and then starts doing this like 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 all right all right, all right I'm a big I'm a big time guy all right all right tell you what bet you bet you uh, fifty dollars like dude fuck you fold <laughs> like we're doing twenty dollar buy-ins and like your first day is like uh, fifty dollars yeah what you got what you got it's like all right yeah tell you what you can have everybody's ante and the you know the, proving a point like you can get that shit like when it comes to the round when it matters I got you bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like an hour into or something like that, like some sort of bet happened, and I had uh, I had raised, and I had been nor- normally I'm not stoic, but again, like new company joining, it's like uh, best play it safe. Like he wasn't here in the introduction, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be open and friendly, especially after this like highballer shit or whatnot. But he had uh, he tried to say that he had put something in. And like bet, and then like I owed I owed something more, and that somebody else owed something more. And I was like I was like no, that is not. I was like I was like do not put your money in there. I was like that is not correct. I was like I don't owe anything more, and he doesn't owe anything more. You owe two dollars or whatever <laughs> whatever it was. I was like I was like the pot is accurate. I was like I've been keeping like track of it this whole time, but he busted. Out and like it, it ended up with me and this this other guy that I split like a third of it with, that like flushed this guy out. Like we just we as you put it, like slow play, long play, where we didn't any time where he was like 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 oh I'm betting it was like ah, ah. 
you have yeah. this pot, like when it matters, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, congrats, congrats on your uh, your dollar seventy five win there, sir. Yeah, you're seven two. You can have it. <laughs> oh man, shit, bro. I'm not sure how much time we have here with the shenanigans that are happening with that ghosted audio. Fuck, man. Wrap it up if you want to. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's about getting that time, and I do wanna I do wanna play some chess, but I mean, it's just gonna be fucking quiet, and gotta clear the table, yeah, and whatnot as well. Um, shit, man. Um, how I do I do wanna ask about like uh your, your flight school and whatnot. How uh, how's that? Uh, it's the greatest thing you ever. It's the greatest thing you could ever do, man. Like. People should not limit it to be walking on earth. <laughs> how how difficult is it for somebody to learn how to fly a plane? Not difficult at all. It's like it's all the hardest part about flying is planning it. Honestly, because like you can get in the plane and you think like driving a car, you're on a two dimensional plane pretty much. Like you can go left, right, straight. That's it. In a plane, you can go up, down, left, right, all that shit, and uh, yeah, X, Y, Z axis. Yeah, yeah. So many more different variables you can deal with, and you're only gonna deal with like one random plane. But I mean, if you hit that random plane, you're fucked. But you know, same time, driving is way more dangerous than flying. And my uh, my friend Justin, he was on one of the. Uh, first podcast uh, back in the day he was an air traffic controller for the Navy it's like one of the most stressful jobs in the world <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was telling me like some of the stuff that like like before he like had to go in for like some job or something it was like no caffeine like like not like nothing in his system was like allowed like yeah. at all and like I can't like I can't like even imagine like anytime like at night I'll see like you know like lights in the sky that are like like you know moving like you know like an airplane or whatever the fuck. But I'm like, I say to myself like, there's fucking people up there, man. Yeah, like, it's like that's incredible. There's so, <laughs> there's so much dynamics that people don't even know. It's like because even on a plane, like on the left and the right wing, there's two different colors for the lights, for the reason that if you're flying too and you see those colors, you think. The blue's on this side, the red's on this side, so you know which direction that plane is going. Right. So it's either going to be coming towards you or against you just because of the color dynamic. That makes sense. Makes sense a lot. There's stuff like that on, uh, uh, I guess, how you go, railroad iconography or something? Like, how it's set up to, like, like you know, like... Uh, Something uh, like I guess with switches or something like like ahead like a you're gonna be going this way yeah unless you stop else you know you want to go this way. But well, I tell you what, man. Like, as soon as you like take off, put it like at least. All right, so people fly like when they fly commercial, they're like at thirty thousand feet and they're going like several states, several the hundreds of miles or whatever but if you're like getting a Cessna the only state I'm in is panic <laughs> you get in a plane you're doing like 3,000 feet and you're just like enjoying the view you can see everything around you and you're just like 
you you cannot like replicate that. It's how many times have you uh, have you flown now? I got somewhere around like sixty five hours. And then it's like a 65 hours between like here in Valdosta and also in Florida and like it's something else, bro. Like I can't even fathom it. Like I've never I've never even been in the cockpit. Before. It is it's so <laughs> it's so surreal sometimes where you're like you're flying a plane by yourself and you're just like, bro, I have my life in my hands. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it, man. I'm just flying a goddamn plane. Wilbur and Orville would be proud of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> they saw me right now. They'd be like, goddamn, yes, you. And that's he, why, like, he's got the right idea. Ah. <laughs> that's why in every license, there's a picture of the fucking right flyer on it. Hmm. For flying, when you whenever you get a, like a pilot's license. There's a right flyer on it. How about that? I didn't know that. I think you're the, I think you're the only person I know that like, f- like, knows how to fly a plane. Or I think, I think maybe I may have like one other person, but it's fucking wild though, man. Like, people think it's like something that's like so out of reach, but it's it's easy, bro. Like I said, like hardest part about it, everything on the ground. Calculations of like uh, wind deviation, like fuel consumption, and like uh, magnetic deviation, all that shit. That's the hardest part. Easy part, just flying. Get in and behind it, just fucking steering. What about landing? Like, oh, goddamn landing. That's. Landing is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the most crucial part, though. Anybody can take off. Yeah. But a pilot can land a plane. (laughs) People jump off bridges. They fly. (laughs) Exactly. You can can do anything once. Seven seconds. Free fall flight. No, but landing, it's, it's a finesse. It's... It's a challenge, and honestly, like, you'll never get the perfect landing three times in a row or, like, multiple times. It's just, every time's a different situation because you got the wind, you got the fucking, like, temperature, you got the dew point, you got all this shit to factor in. And it's like, but, eight point airspeed, bro. That's all it is. Eight point airspeed. Watch your airspeed, watch your eight point. And, like, once you get down to your point, you start pulling back, and it's like, so how high up are um, are like the clouds around here? Depends. Well, if we're not talking about like a uh, like heavy rainfall clouds or something like that, like we're talking about like a uh, like a nice a nice uh, clear day. What's, sit the, about, what's the altitude? They usually sit about three to five thousand feet. Is that like normally where you like coast, or are you like a little bit above that? Well, it depends on what you're training for. Like, uh, me as a student pilot right now, it's like you want to be below, I usually say below 3,000 feet, so it's like ideal. But you know, this is the fucking south, bro. It's like, it's like Florida when I heard this saying a little bit a while back, and I fully recognize it the more I lived in Florida. It's like, you don't like the weather here, wait five minutes. It's just no shit, dude. <laughs> 
Dude, I, <laughs> when I lived in Orlando, I was down there for almost two years, and there was, at the same time I was down there, the Okefenokee was on fire, and we could see it in Orlando. That's when I graduated high school, man. Like, my, when I graduated, it was all smoky. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, the, the Okefenokee is a wildlife preserve that encapsulates a good chunk of southeastern Georgia. So this is probably, there's not a road that, you can't take a direct road from where we're at due east to get to the coast because of the Okefenokee. So you have to go around it. North or south. Yeah. But it was, it was on fire. And then in Orlando, we had a, a hurricane come through. But then something happened with this storm to where it missed part of Orlando, but because it was still far out to sea, like, the parts of the hurricane kept coming back. So, like, it was, like, three hours of, like, hurricane, and then, like, like, like you know, six hours of, like, like oh, it's really nice weather, and then three <laughs> more hours of hurricane. That's it. Because I, I heard, like, you talk about on your Facebook Live the other day, like, you see the, like, top ten cities of, like, people that listen. The top eight don't understand what southeast weather is like. <laughs> They're all just, like, spread out. We're like, oh, yeah, I live this life. It's like, nah, you don't know what it was like. That. The subtropics are weird, man, because, like... There, there's, there's not really mountains here. You can find some hills, but like, there's parts of Florida that are further south than here are more hilly than they are here in the swamps. Yet right. the swamps are like at a higher elevation. Just take seventy five south. Take seventy five south. So as soon as you get past like what uh, Lake City, you're just gonna be up and down, up and down, up and down. Like you hit Gainesville, it flats out a little bit. After that, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like Florida that say like, oh yeah, it's a swamp like state. It's like, well, fuck, there's a lot of hills there. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And then there's like fucking glorious beaches and really skanky beaches, like all within just like a uh, you know less than a day's notice. I'll say that Florida man mentality. It's true. It, it really is. Like, and even like somebody was talking with me recently about something with Southern culture, and. Uh, they were like, like except Florida, like that's something different altogether. I was like, I was like, well, nah, it's it's really, I mean, it is different, but it's southern as fuck, dude. Like northern, everything north of Florida. Orlando, northern Florida. Is. Yeah, everything north of Orlando is wholly southern. Like northern, the, that's what I'm saying. Northern Florida. Yeah, is. and then you get to like mid Florida around Orlando, and then it's like a completely different world. Like it's. Orlando is sort of like a good representation of everything you can find in Florida, and whether that's good or bad, right? You can find it in Orlando. It is the magic kingdom. <laughs> Orlando is the United States. It, is it the, really it is. is the melting pot. Other than Las Vegas, Orlando, uh, uh, maybe it's changed after you know COVID twenty twenty apocalypse party. Whoop whoop. Um, <laughs> but other than Las Vegas, it was it's the most heavily traveled to city in America. Is Orlando? Like, like I I liked it there, um, and it's actually I've got friends that are still down there, uh, and it's it's not a blaze like like that like the city like there's something about like like southern culture that has sort of kept these cities intact. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. But, um, yeah, once you get south of Orlando, like, then it gets, like, weird, like, because then it's, like, 
you get Southern culture meets Caribbean culture, and that's how you get like Jimmy Buffett. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's how you get Margaritaville. Is See, like you can meet so many people and different walks of life on the same day to where like you meet somebody they're like oh yeah like I'm southern as shit like I ride horses I like a big truck and then like walk two steps and they're like oh yeah like I'm fucking I don't know Hispanic as shit you ever cooked meth in your kitchen and fucked your cousin and then (laughs) found out she was your cousin afterwards but you didn't really care and then your meth blew up in your trailer and then you had to explain to your mom two different stones birds at once man you ever had to do that my cousin's my aunt (laughs) she's my can't (laughs) what's she do nothing that is South Florida it's (laughs) Something about it, man. Like, uh, I can't imagine like like being behind the wheel of a plane, though. And like, like because like out of all the times I have flown, I've flown a, a fair amount. Um, not in more recent years, but as terrifying as the Cessnas were, I liked it because of one. If the plane goes down, like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, there's, there's more pilotage on the level that I'm flying at than there is in the commercial level. Yeah. Because on the commercial level, there's more computers involved to where, like, they just fly the plane for you. At my level, it's more like I'm doing everything to make sure that I'm pointing in the right direction, making the right time, making the right fuel consumption, and, like, just more calculations to it. Right. But when you get the commercial level, it's like there are so many computers involved to where it's like, tell me when something's going on. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and, like, you tell me when something's wrong. Yeah, um, the, a lot of times they have a navigator as well. Yeah. Like, there's, ah, man. Whenever 9-11 happened, I knew that flying cars were never going to be a thing. <laughs> it at least got pushed off. Oh, my God, at least in my lifetime. But, like, I, I don't know why, like, Why more people wouldn't learn how to fly, though? Like, it's it's like one of those service industries that's going to be replaced by computers, and it's like I don't get that shit. And that's what I hate too. It's like, well, on the on the big market, yeah, but you're still going to have these smaller markets that the big market there. It's too much of an investment and too little return on investment for them. So, like, that's why, like, Valdosta doesn't have an international airport. Like, no, you know what I mean? Regional, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, that's what I think about. It's like, uh, so, as a society, we push towards more, like, let's let technology handle jobs. But at the same time, population is going to still going to increase. What are these people going to do if you're going to... S- continuously like let technology take these jobs yeah what are these people going to do yeah that's something that Andrew Yang uh, talked about uh, before he uh, started working for CNN um, was uh, about automation like in the long term so while right now it may not seem like uh, the most uh, important uh, thing to prioritize it's gonna happen like a lot of jobs that it's kind of the same way with like um, 
some of the uh, assembly line jobs, whenever robotics had gotten to a certain point where they're like, hey, we actually, we don't need you to paint these things one by one. We've got this crane now that'll dip 64 of them at once. Right. So, here... What does that person do when he got laid off? Yeah, yeah. So like, This like, man knew this for X amount of years. This is what he did. Now what does he do? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, like, scary, man. It's, um... You, you look at... And there, there is something to be said about uh, some arguments of the progressives where they talk about, though they try to say they're socialists, they're not socialist. These countries in, like, uh, uh, Scandinavia where they have all these things like everybody, every citizen has a pension every citizen has a retirement plan uh, all the schools compete with one another, you have school choice but they also like it's privatized, it's not controlled by the government, like so it's not socialism the government doesn't have the means of production, it's privatized, they compete with one another over these subsidized programs for the taxpayers, for the citizens and it's a good like system it seems However, they also tax the lower uh, class, I think, 60%. And then when you, then everything you keep after that, everything that they tax you for, you're provided for. So, like, your food, your, uh, 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 your pension plan, uh, you get vacation, like, uh, health insurance, all this stuff. And everything afterwards is luxury, right? You're 40%. Well, whenever you move into the middle class, they lower your taxes, because you moved up in society. So that's that's their like a dirty little secret as far as how they get all these programs to operate. So fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so Robin Hood isn't just uh, stealing from the rich to just give to the poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, a lot of, lot of moving parts. But I had... Uh, I don't know if it's something we had lost earlier, but the uh, the Paris Climate Accord I talked about. So there's um, the Paris Climate Accord is a, is another one where you it's like well it's all about you know environmentalism, clean cleaning up cleaning up the planet, stopping global warming, stopping you know climate change from getting out of control. One one thing the Paris Climate Accord does is that it actually it doesn't do any of those things, but it allows countries that are say the biggest offenders. Of pollution, uh, China and India to actually pollute more. They just have to buy credits. They're called carbon credits, and you buy more of them, and you can pollute more if you buy more. Not only that, but some of these countries would be the money that would be used to uh, uh, funnel this program would be taxpayer money, right? That is not going back to the taxpayers. It would be going to these countries for polluting more. And to anybody that had invested in the carbon credits, so uh, one of the champions of environmentalism, Al Gore, right? Yeah. He is. Uh, he owns stock in some of these carbon credits <laughs> that were used in the Paris Climate Accord. A lot of these uh, politicians from the era, from Reagan up through Obama, everybody in between, the Clintons, the Bushes, they they they're also a part of like this scheme that from what I see is a scheme in the Paris Climate Accord to take taxpayer money and not solve a problem but actually allow people to pollute more under the guise of well we, we still haven't solved the problem yet fellas it's 
there's still... But we're making money, though. You know what? We're probably going to need more tax money. That's what we're probably going to need. Like, it, it's a scheme. And if you don't pay attention to it, to what folks that you may not like talk about, like, I think it was a good decision for Donald Trump to pull out of the Paris Climate Accord because it doesn't solve anything. He started a thing called the Save Our Seas Act, which starts... Uh, focusing on American-controlled waters and holding these countries that have been polluting our waters accountable. Like, the, these are progressive executive orders and progressive acts that he's put through, but they don't get talked about because it's not about his narcissism on his Twitter feed. Yeah. Or, you know, like it's, it's gross. It's gross. It is. It is. Shit, man. Tyler, thank, thank you so much for uh, being on the show, dude. Oh, uh, of course. Dude, come uh, come back and uh, talk to me again another time. If, we can uh, get part two going. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And uh, not to get too cheesy, but thank you uh, thank you for your service, man. Um, for, well, yeah, it's cheesy as fuck, so well, it's fine. I'm just saying, man, vol- <laughs> vol- volunteering time uh, to, to your community, your country, whatever it may stand. Like, I... Like, Thumbs up to that, dude. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. All right, y'all. Sorry sorry for the lost audio once again. <laughs> it was awesome, but later. <laughs>